Hi, I'm Dan Gehring, and I think I might slaughter a goat. Live on Behind the Schemes. Oh, God. Was that a goat noise? This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I'm giving you a choice. I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we do it. We had a real chance with this. I hope you brought your 3D glasses, because here is a nasty scheme you can get behind. Saying congratulations to Lavish and Booberry for hitting triple digits with a hundred episodes of Behind the Schemes in the Books. Or would that be in the Necronomicon? Thanks for always keeping your minds open, but not so far open that your brains fall out. To celebrate this momentous occasion, Sir Spencer and I thought it was only appropriate to abracadabble in sex magic with our hundred thrust ritual. Stay sexy, boys. You can get behind our schemes any moan day of the week. You make me want to scream. 612-263-7999. And as a friendly reminder, you should always have a towel with you at all times. And this is episode 100 of Behind the Schemes for... June 6, 2022, <laughs> and wiping my brow, I'm Booberry Black Knight of the Mothman. Ooh, oh my, <laughs> oh my, oh, and all the way over here from this strange, bereft land here on the left coast where I'm going to need to get a new suit, I just sweat this one out. Uh, my name Lavish. <laughs> yes, and for the next uh, three hours, we'll be playing that clip back to back. <laughs> oh boy goodness gracious and that was sent in by the lovely bowlers of uh bowlafterball.com it's sir spencer and dame delorium sending in that's that right uh the uh the, the sir and dame from kansas city missouri and uh yeah we thank them very much for their contribution as always we were looking forward to our hundred th- our hundred thrusts as a matter of fact, it's a big reason why we lasted so long. We're like, we got to make a, we got to, we got to have the hundred thrust. <laughs> Can't wait. We for don't the, do that. What are we even doing this for? Can't wait for the thousand thrust. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be a pay per view event. <laughs> now, admittedly, I had our, <laughs> I've wanted to open episode one hundred with that for a very long time. So I appreciate uh, Spencer and Lorian sending that over. <laughs> Like this is what we're doing for episode one hundred. God damn it! Oh my! <laughs> oh my! You know it. 
Uh, Tom Starkweather says, happy 1,000 to us through a boost of 1608. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes, 1,000 more, or 900 more, whatever. Who cares? 9,999. <laughs> on and on and on. Oh, boy. It's great. Yeah, well, it's it's been fun, man. It's been a fun 100, I have to say. It's been, we've covered a lot of ground, and uh, I even think that we might have got the early edge on some things, you know, some certain topics. Mm. And uh, some topics that are so far ahead, they haven't even <laughs> come up uh, again in the mainstream. You never know. But, yeah. Uh, it's great. It's been a, um, it's certainly been a hell of a time, and I wouldn't rather be doing anything else, especially slaughtering that go. goat right there. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet yes. baby Jesus. Was that a goat noise? So just so everyone knows, and there's some people out there that may not uh, be, you know, completely familiar with this whole boost thing that we do, but it's a podcasting 2.0 feature. If you send us a boost, it could be a little Bitcoin or something like that. That's usually what people send. They send Satoshis, which is a little bit of Bitcoin. And every time they send that, we kill a goat. Yep. It's a very simple, very, very simple business model. We stick by it. We endorse it. And we didn't bother laying down the tarp this week, so you might just want to keep your shoes off the floor. Yeah, this is a special episode, so we're going to actually, because there's so much blood, the tarp wouldn't even matter anyway. So right. we're just going to, we're going to like basically lacquer the floor with it and <laughs> really imbue it with all of the, the juju that we need to go for the next hundred. <laughs> oh my God, there's goat blood everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Lordy, well, what do you say we kick this show off tonight and we can... uh Get into some tarot card action because we got we got a lot planned for episode one hundred. Uh, we'll probably open the phone lines a little later in the episode, and uh, we'll do some live calls. I know you got some clips. I got like two clips. Um, okay, okay, but I also know that you want to. I'm excited. Uh, you told me about something else. I don't want to blow it, but it's a it's a read of some manner, and I'm excited for it. A read of some manner. Hmm. Has to do with a certain piece of literature that we were given recently. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. If you're still doing it, otherwise. Yes. Yes. I'm looking at them. They're just across the room. I'll have to go grab them. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's plenty going on. Yes. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we have a tarot card that was drawn, not by us, uh, this morning, actually. Uh, Carolyn Blaney of the Hella Famous Hog Story sent in a picture of a tarot card that she drew for us this morning. Mm-hmm. And both you and I had a brief conversation about it. We were like, you know what? We should use this for the tarot card for tonight. Yes, and I felt it was perfectly appropriate. As uh, as we always say, the, the card sometimes, draw, sometimes draws itself. And uh, and in this case, Carblanes drew this card, and she very kindly, she, of course, is the host of Hog Story, along with Sir John Fletcher, which is uh, every Monday and Thursday night at approximately 7 o'clock Central. And uh, she gave us a really, really very nice send-off today after doing a solo show because, unfortunately, John was uh, sick. And uh, she she very kindly uh, kind of promoted us and brought up the show, and so we just wanted to give a shout-out to Carblanes. Awesome. Ooh. Oh. That goat is for Carblanes33. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Carolyn Blaney. Oh, and she drew this card for us. 
<laughs> and the card that she drew was the strength card, which is one of uh, my personal personal favorite cards. Of course, it's a La- great card. Labyrinthos isn't one of those. Oh, there he goes. I got some uh, upright keywords for you. Courage, bravery, confidence, compassion, self-confidence, and inner power. Oh, my. In this tarot card, you will see a woman who calmly holds the jaws of a fully grown lion. Despite the fact that the lion looks menacing and strong, the woman seems to have dominion over it. What is captivating is how gracefully she controls the lion. She is calm and collected, which is representative for being in control and disciplined, especially in times of great adversaries or adversities. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it also says the fact that she's holding the jaws of the lion also shows she has courage. And the control of the lion being too rough shows love and compassion. The card itself is a, is a really feminine card, actually. Um, it's a, basically a goddess wrestling a lioness, or a lion. But either way, it's a cat. And uh, it's all about strength and grace and beauty. And they're out in the middle of the beautiful woods somewhere, you know, wrestling a boot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, she looks cool totally, card. totally collected. Like, she's got yes. this fucking lion by the jaw, and she she ain't concerned. You don't see any worry on her face, do you? She's got it under control. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely to get this card. In certain... Um, Specific facets, like in career, it can mean uh, mastery at your job or taking big steps. Uh, in finances, it could be about uh, you know being controlled when you're spending or investing wisely. So it's a very cool card, no doubt. And uh, uh, ooh, that was the reverse meaning. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, when you get the strength card in an upright manner during the tarot reading, it sh- uh, then it shows that you have inner strength and fortitude. During moments of danger and distress, it shows that you have the ability to remain calm and strong even when your life is going through immense struggle. It also shows that you are a compassionate person, and you always have time for other people even when it's at your own expense. Mm. Yeah. I like this uh, for the like the in- internal constitution. Um, you know, have it, like they said there, fortitude. Having inner fortitude. Being resilient. Yeah, and having balance. That's the like the infinity sign over her head, that crown that kind of represents that, I think. Which is that's not so something that shows up all that often in um in the tarot. No, uh it's very rare. It's with the magician and with a couple other select cards, but the infinity sign is a very powerful sign. Not to be used lightly. And it it would make sense because the uh the number of the strength card is uh eight. Ah, of course. Actually, I got of a, course. I got a denim jacket. It's a tour jacket from a couple of years ago, and I had it embroidered with eighty on the on the chest instead of my name. Ah. Partially because uh, of this card, and strength is the card for Leo, and that's when my birthday is in is in Leo. Sure, oh, it just sure. worked, man. It just worked. Lions have always been a, a big thing with luck, like China in China, especially. Interesting. We got lions and dragons. Like in the front of a casino, if they have a lion statue that's got it's in a certain uh, position with a paw raised or not, and has a jaw open or not, you have to in in certain cultures in China, in Cantonese specifically is what I'm talking about. You actually walk in sideways. You don't walk in facing the lion. You walk in sideways so that the the lion doesn't strip away your luck. Mmm, fascinating. 
Yeah, that's some little gambling lore for you. <laughs> well, then, if you take the C.S. Lewis angle and you get the Godhead, Jesus Christ sort of imagery with the with a lion, you get mm-hmm, a little bit of, of sun worship in there. A little bit of that Aslan. Aslan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you would lion's like... A, lion's a big deal. You know, the Rothschilds uh, have a lion on their shield. Mm-hmm. There you go. Lion's a big deal. <laughs> I got a it's a super brief mention about the Rothschilds, but it's in one of my clips. I thought it was pretty funny, uh considering who it came from and the context of the interview. But if you would like to see this tarot card, it's posted up at the top of our show notes, which are found over at zososcorner.substack.com. Z-O-S-O-S corner dot substack dot com. We got all of the show art, we got the Links, the Freaks of Hazards, which are producers to this show, listed there. We got all of our links, videos, memes, and uh, anything else that you would be able to shake a stick at. Yeah, if there's something that we're talking about at any point, you're like, I've never heard about this. We've got a whole, we've got a whole series of show notes that you can go to where we reference just about everything we're going to talk about, um, unless it's some offhand crazy thing that we didn't anticipate. But right. yeah, Zoso's Corner. Dot substack.com or you can go to our website behind the schemes.com with threes for ease and schemes and uh, you can find it that way too yep badradio.live uh, we do this show every monday night at 7 30 9 30 10 30 eastern respectively and uh come hang out in our chat it's over at the green room on irc.zeronode.net uh servo was amazing and did some really cool work with gal that I think I do. You want to go ahead and discuss that? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, we've got this chat. First of all, just we got we got the IRC. It's a great old Windows ninety five style chat room that we love, and we have a, we have the coolest bot in all of the IRC dumb named Gal, who can do a billion things. And we have another thing that Gal can now do. And what what is that? This is Booberry's idea. So so what what is this Booberry? This is Gamatria Boost. And we might change the name if we can find something that, I don't know, has got a little more pizzazz to it. But hopefully, sure. hopefully this redirect is working. If you go to liveislit.com, fingers crossed, it should take you to a Substack post called Introducing Gamatria Boost. Now, this is based off of the podcasting 2.0 being able to uh, send boostergrams and streaming sats. So if you want to get on that first step, you got to go to nudepodcastapps.com, check out Podverse, check out Curiocaster, check out Fountain, check out Podfriend, check out Breeze. There's so many. Um, fund your wallet up. So you're going to want to add some Satoshis using Strike or Cash App. Boil the water. Uh, search for Behind the Schemes in the app and join us. Make sure that you're in the green room when you do this because you don't want to mess, uh, miss the special message. But finally, at the bottom of this post is a link that includes a spreadsheet of a variety of numbers that you can boost, and that that's column B, excuse me, column A. So column A is the amount that you can boost, and number or column B is the amount of possible combinations of unique messages that Gal will show. So if I sat here and I boosted 636, Gal has a one in four chance of showing you a special message along with emojis and a 
and a title. It's a very storytelling device. <laughs> it, each each one is handcrafted, artisanally crafted boosts. Then, and it, it just if you just pick the right number, you never know what you're going to get. And we've been having a lot of fun. And if you send in the boost, not only do you get your secret message with your emojis, but we also kill a goat or our goat is sacrificed. We don't. Maybe we have our own like automated system where we take care of the goat that way or whatever. <laughs> Zamboni. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all very kosher and, uh, you know, it's, it's very clean. No, it isn't, but you know what I'm trying to say? Um, so yeah. And you know, all of these numbers, they're based off of Gematria. So the numbers that you boost are the Gematric, Gematric values of the phrases that show up in the chat. Uh, let's see. Let me scroll back up here to, uh, we're okay. So here's a good one. Uh, world health organization. Uh, it's grammatic volume or value, excuse me, was, uh, 1,608 sets. And, uh, now, you know, you can boost that number and, and maybe receive that one, or maybe you could receive one of like three other ones. Yeah. It just makes, it just is another thing to make boosting just interesting. It's just, it's why not? It's great. Yeah. Uh, is it's the future, man. Should we, uh, do you want to get into some boostograms? Yeah, we got a couple coming in. We've had many goats slaughtered tonight. Make so sure far. I go back all the way. Many were pre-show. I know, me too. I'm trying to go all, all the way back here. I guess podcast 2.0 chat would be the best way to see it all, huh? Well, you're going to be seeing uh, everyone else's that's tied into C-Dubs's uh, IRC boost bot. So um, it won't catch all of the ones that have been coming through? It'll it'll miss a few? No, I'm saying that it'll have like the Bowl After Bowl ones and the Podcasting 2.0. And there's one other but show But it doesn't have the emojis, though. The emojis don't show through. Right. Um, all right. Anyway. Yeah, go ahead. So, starting from six days ago, we had a row of sticks, one, 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 from Carolyn using the Curiocaster. She boosted episode 99, which we had the good Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer on to talk about Jack Parsons. And uh, Yes. Big you know thanks what? to Pfeiffer, Dr. Reverend. Yes, that was a great, great, great time. Yes, we had a good time hanging out with that guy. He's a very cool guy. Very legal. Very reverend. Uh, but uh, Carolyn said, sticks. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story. And then uh, Boosty Steve came in next using Fountain. She sent in 6960. She said Robert Anton Wilson Boost. Great great deep dive on Jack Parsons. (laughs) Thank you, good Reverend Doctor. Boosty Steve. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Very Satan-y. Uh, and then we had a one 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 from yourself, lavish from Fountain saying teased. Uh, oh yeah, I, I've sent in a bunch. You you don't have to play all mine. Uh, next in was Boosty Steed again. She sent in thirty three thirty three using Fountain. She said, "We place no reliance on virgin or pigeon. Our method is science. Our aim is religion." Quoteth <laughs> Crowley. Indeed, indeed. Or Crowley, in, as known in uh, some circles. Mm. Uh, next up was Sir Spencer. He was in Fountain. A lot of Fountain boosts. He said he sent in sixty nine, sixty nine, and uh, <laughs> he said one hundred is coming. Oh, oh, we're all coming. 
Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if I can find it. Where is it at? Where is it? Where where is she? Oh. Where is the coming? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's the same one. Uh next up was uh Pizar. Wow. Sixty six sixty six. Six 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 six. You know a that. row of satanic ducks. Yes, that is very satany. That is very satany. And yes, uh <laughs> one magnitude greater than the standard satany, actually. <laughs> uh boost in about episode ninety nine, I am the chemicals, he said a sex wizard who blew himself up? Who would have thunk of it? <laughs> yeah. Who knew? <laughs> what? That person would never exist. Oh Lordy. Uh, we so- should all do that. I think we should all be sex wizards who blow ourselves up. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, uh, we'll go. Let's go start scrounging around for rocket fuel. There we go. <laughs> Black powder. Uh, <laughs> next up was we'll call Elon. Okay, so this is when the Gamatria boost started up, and some of these I do know off the top of my head. Oh, feels oh, good, man. Oh man, that one got in my fucking <laughs> eyes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that one was clean. It was a clean coat. So 120 sets uh, was sent in by Servo using Boost CLI. He said test. So if you boost 120 now, you can give Gal Karma. You can actually give Gal Karma by boosting 120 sets. Wow. That's value for value right there. Hell yeah. And uh and then I sent in ninety-six sats. Ninety-six sats is the is the good old ball boost. Um three sixty-nine, that's a combination of threes. Uh, I believe Anubis shows up in there. Um servo with one twenty again, testing the gal boost bot karma. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I did a whole string of them. Uh next up was Pfeiffer with six 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 using the Breeze app. He said teased. 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 Um, 1086 from Carolyn using CurioCaster. She said, heart, heart, heart. I love boosting. Booberry, heart. And, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1086, I believe the one that she got was down the rabbit hole, if I remember correctly. Mmm, I think I did see that. If that was her, then congratulations to her. That's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to scroll up a little bit here. Let's see. Servo sent in seven, uh, 714 sats with the boost CLI. He said, maybe my luck hits different. Uh, what had happened was I was testing out some of the random, just randomly. And I got two of the same messages in a row and I was like, Oh, well, let me just try it one more time. And I got, uh, a repeat a third time. So three boost, three messages in a row. Everything was working fine. The chances of that happening were 0.8 out of a hundred. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like right in line with the COVID numbers. If you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Now what are the odds of that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I was testing some more. Uh, the next one was Carolyn. She sent in 88, 88. Oh, the hella famous Abel Kirby boost. Uh, 
or boost number. She, uh, she was using fountain and she said, happy 100th episode. Love you, Booberry. Love you, lavish. You guys rock. I'm so proud of you. I appreciate you both. I am so fortunate to have you both in my life. Heart emoji, 100 emoji, lightning bolt emoji. Dang, that's a really nice boost. Thank you, Carblands. Uh, but we do, we do have to fact check you because we are the ones that are fortunate to have you in our lives. Or as they say in internet speech, no you. No you. <laughs> no you. No you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boosie Seed sent in 1111 using Fountain. She said a centennial of episodes. 100. Well done. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Boosty Steve. Boosty. Boostin. Boosty and Boostin. Uh, Pfeiffer, using Breeze again. He sent in 1368 with the 100 emoji. Um, I don't remember what 1368 is, but that is definitely one of the uh, Gamatria boost. Uh, I'm in the area, in the chat, I see the Bully Steve Centennial boost. Hmm. And the next one's just your, uh, mine with Vishnu. Uh, this was from six hours ago or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Pfeiffer boosted 100. Oh, so you you have been skipping mine. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could just say that. Say whatever I got. You know, just if I got a Vishnu or whatever. Mm. And then with, with this guy, this Pfeiffer guy, he got Project Looking Glass. Oh, yes. A little uh, magnifying glass with the crystal ball. <laughs> yes, yeah, very spooky and the upside down smiling face. Very creepy. Very All sad. Right. Very saddy. And then the next one I think is from Mint Elephant. Uh, it, oh, it's, da- it's Darren O? Oh, sorry. Was there another one? There was another one from uh, Boosie Steed for a thousand oh? sats because I lost internet uh, uh, earlier in the day, so the computer was down. That's why it's okay. missing from the list. But Boosie Seed said, y'all are so clever with the boost spot. Scissor emoji. <laughs> Scissor me timbers, Boosie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, Boosie. Uh, next one's from Darren O, I think. Yeah, Mint Elephant, Darren O. Uh, he sent three, 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 three. Five, three sats. That's Says, a lot last of Last 25k was me. Keep on rocking, boys. Darano. Hell yeah. Yeehaw, Darano. Thank you, sir. Yes, we appreciate it. And have, uh, congratulations on 300 episodes of the Rock and Roll pre-show. I'm really glad to see that uh, he got his stream set up to receive Satoshi's live during the show. Um, during yeah. the Rock and Roll show. So that's uh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and if any, I mean, you know, he's got, he's got a nice big crowd to help him out with that. So he should be doing that. Uh, but he also did a nice surprise, uh, grumpy old Ben's reboot. Oh with, yeah. Uh, Sir Bemrose, uh, following last no agenda live, which was, which was, was what a pleasant treat that was for everybody. Nobody, nobody saw it coming. It was great. <laughs> I have uh, I have my actual response at the time. Oh fuck. You're gonna make me scream. <laughs> Yeah, they drew in quite a crowd. See, now we got them. Now they're now they're like, oh no, do we actually bring the show back? Oh god, they're well, worried now. <laughs> it was because people were in- instantly sending them money. <laughs> yeah, like, oh no. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, I I have missed that show a lot, and uh, I, I do hope it comes back. It was a uh, it was a nice. Um, 
I guess like a pairing dish with no agenda. It's good. I think they. I think the the two of them uh, are just good together. Uh, in that format, especially, I think they just work. Something about it. I don't know. Now, uh, but th- thanks, thanks, Darren. Now, I did see there are two thirty three three thirty three boosts from Mint Element, aka Darren O. Um, so I don't know if it was ended up being sixty six thousand and some change or not. It's curious. Well, in his message, he says twenty five k. I don't think that it would uh, fee him so hard to bring him down from thirty three to be twenty five. But however much you sent us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Some, Somewhere between 50 and 66,000. Uh, Thank you. Uh, we had Servo with a gal boost again for 120 sats using Boosie Light. He said, pew. Pew. Uh, Melodious nice. Owls is up next with the 1080 sats. Excuse me. That's uh, He was using Curiocaster. He was boosting the live tag, episode 100. And... Uh, 1080 is the Zodiac. That's fun. I like the Zodiac. Mm. Mm. Uh, another 120 gal karma boost from Servo. He boosted the live tag. Actually, he did two in a row. Saying pew the second time. Uh, uh, <laughs> double pew. Double pew. Uh, you said Antissa. Antissa boost me. <laughs> Uh, 1,000 sats from Boosty Steed. She said, get out the tarp. Too late. No Too deal. late. <laughs> it's over. And then, uh, Net Ned pointed out with a 333 boost with Fountain saying, I think that goat is shitting itself. Well, when you, when you kill something, that's sometimes it does that. <laughs> <laughs> More often than not. You know, that's, uh, that's part of it. Uh, yes. I think I, Am I next? Am yep. I next one? Yep. You had a yeah, 372. I, I got a coffee. A coffee. The coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I like that one. Toilet emoji. Way to go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And then I think I followed it immediately up with another one. I got the sun. Praise yep. the sun. Hail sun. Hail the sun. And then Servo came in with 1086 and uh, he said rabbit. And it's and it's down the rabbit hole. He called it. He wow. actually called it. <laughs> Very good. Very nice. I like the, I like the single emoji ones. Those are pretty cool. There's a there's a moon one and a sun one and uh, maybe one or two other ones. Yeah, it's delectable. Uh, aside from the uh, the one that Bo- the list the booberry has where it tells you all of them, there's also another list out there floating around where it's all secret. And you just pick a number and see what you get. And, but some of them are singles, yeah. Just like, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. I think I'm next with this 588. Uh, ye- yes. I got Booberry. You got the Booberry boost. You know that? <laughs> I got the Booberry boost. <laughs> oh. oh, another one. There it is again. There it is again. Yes, I got the blueberry boost. I had no idea. I was just punching in numbers, and I got the blueberry boost. It was great. Nice. I can't wait to forget what the list is, so it's always a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the blueberry boost is a ghost and a cigarette and a peach. <laughs> yeah, couple, couple yeah. Of other ones. <laughs> C- cigarette and a crystal ball. Oh yeah. Oh. 
Very nice. Uh, 1422 sats from Servo with the boost CLI. Uh, he, he's asking a question. It's, uh, it's the princess emoji. Uh, I think he got the Rasputin boost. So if you go back and look at the Rasputin boost Servo, it's a bearded man fucking the Russian queen. Rasputin, uh-huh. lover of the Russian queen. That's but it. You, uh, most of these uh, aren't showing the flags. So if you ever see something that's just like, you know, two letters, that's a flag. And this one said RU. Mm. Very good. Very oh, good. I boosted Alpha Emoji and got the. Oh, uh, then I don't know what I'm talking about. He said, uh, I boosted Elf Emoji and got the DMT Elves boost. <laughs> yes, there's there's a lot of them. Uh, I don't, see. I don't remember who was asking about the Russian flag then. Mm. I don't know either. Shit was broken. I, I was half paying attention to the chat. <laughs> uh, let's see. 636 sats from yourself. You did a 636 and a 708. Uh, I got a Rasputin. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, now it all makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that was later. And then, uh, Servo boosted 372 and he got Jay-Z. <laughs> uh, that was pretty, pretty sweet. Yep. And then, Tom Starkweather boosted 1080 sets and he got Signs of the Zodiac. Yep. Hey, oh, very nice, very nice. And then Carolyn boosted 10... Thousand sats. It said break a leg. That value is so high that in in a, a gematria value, we'd have to basically write out a sentence, like a long <laughs> sentence. It wouldn't be just be like a, a a couple words or whatever. So we didn't go that high, but uh, I did pitch to to Boo Bear the idea of maybe putting in some tags at, at just certain landmark values for fun. But you know, we'll see if we actually do that or not. Mm, mm-hmm. It's possible. You just got to find the right one. <laughs> 69, 69, definitely. Uh, then after that, we've got, let's see, Pfeiffer boosted 840 sets, said 100, and he got the Doomsday Clock. Ooh, the Doomsday Clock. And then Holy Pitar boosted. Jesus. What's that, 100,000, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Pitar boosted 100,000 Satoshis, which is probably the, I guess probably the largest boost we've ever gotten, I would say. I can't think offhand of one bigger. 100,000 sats saying, what does this button do? <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> it's uh, It kills a goat, basically. <laughs> yeah, it just kills a goat. And we gave you the <laughs> finest goat in the lot, as we said. It was, it was silken and smooth, just for you. And then... 1608 sats came in from Tom Starkweather, and he got the World Health Organization, or the WHO, as it's known, mm-hmm. tag. Very nice. He says, happy 1,000. Thank you. 1,000 episodes. Feels good. <laughs> Feels real good, man. We've been doing this for 11 years. It's great. <laughs> and then the next, we have another 10,000 Satoshis from... The dame of Kansas City herself, DeLorean, who was the uh, speaker and participant in our opening clip. And she said, 10,000 sets. She says, woohoo. Here we go again. 
Keep them coming. Love you guys. Yes. You keep them coming, DeLorean. <laughs> and they don't stop weird. coming, and they don't stop 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 coming. And then the coming then, will then, continue then, until everyone is happy. Until well, that's I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's a what a great idea. Thank you, thank you. All right, everybody. Booberry twenty twenty four, straight to the White House. <laughs> this country needs more coming. We yes. need to come and come and come again. We as a country must come together. <laughs> We do not do these things because they are easy, but because we are hard. Uh, NetNet boosted 372 Satoshis, and you got the coffee just like I did. The oh. old Trump coffee It's a popular one tonight. Uh, goat blood soup time. Get your <laughs> leggings, kids. Oh, my goodness. Ew, I'm so gross. Oh, God. Everyone in the green room. Oh God! Everyone in the green room gets uh, uh, complimentary leggings. <laughs> BTS leggings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I like it. Oh, Rocky! Uh, and then we've got. I think that's uh, the last one. We have one super mega huge important one. Okay. Okay. It was from Servo. Using the Boost CLI, and he sent in a hundred thousand three hundred. And 33 sets saying happy Ooh. 100th. Dang. Dang. Oh my goodness. Servo. Oh. He, we got topped and then he, we got double topped. <laughs> <laughs> Servo is about to get a 666 karma in the chat. Oh Which shit! Is only right because it's his. He basically made this chatbot. That's only appropriate here on six six six. Thank you, Reverend Doctor Pfeiffer, for sealing the deal. I was Excellent. looking for. I wanted to. I was wanting to hit him with something a little special, but I can't remember for the life of me where I put that last boost that we were working on. Um. Uh shit. Didn't I send it to you somewhere? Uh oh, here it is. I, I, I think I, I think I found it. Um, I think I found it. Open, open, damn you! How do you control, say, dirty stuff? Yeah, still needs some work. Still a work in progress. What was that? Was it like a, a like a hornet swarm or? It's supposed to be a snapping fest. It's supposed to be a bunch of lizard people doing a snap applause. How was what? Come on, what? How am I supposed to hear that? Come on. (laughs) Like I said, you know, it's a work in progress. We gotta. That's that's some delicate surgery you've got to you've got ahead of you. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> that might be the meanest thing you said to me. No, that's not what I meant. I didn't I mean know. like that. I know. <laughs> Very legal. Oh. I was trying yeah, it only you know. took it only took to one hundred. You need to say something mean. <laughs> 
Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, that, I think that uh, does it for all of our boosters for tonight. They're, uh, like I said, newpodcastapps.com is the easiest way you can get in on that action. It's a lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is just one of many ways that you can support value for value productions. Uh, any way that you want to reach out and help support the show, whether it be ISOs that are sent in, clips, music, Artwork, donations, phone calls, screen mails, all of it. All of it helps contribute towards putting out the product that you're listening to right now. Indeed, indeed. Yes, and uh, we have a whole slew of uh, producers and freaks of hazards who we would very much like to thank uh, after our intermission when we do our second, second half of the show. Uh, we like to thank everybody who contributes to the show because that's what we do. We're part of the value for value model. We don't have any ads. We don't have any uh, corporate sponsors. And so that way we don't have to read any super lame, weak ad reads. And we also don't have to uh, watch what we say, <laughs> basically. I'm the public radio now. <laughs> yes, we're unfiltered information coming straight to you. The, the only reason we do this show is to spread the news. The good news. Have you heard the good news, Booberry? I have heard the good news. In the scheme of things, th- this is the time before... A golden age emerges. Is it, yes. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yep. Yeah, uh, nice. Behindtheschemes.com, badradio.live. All sorts of ways you can reach out and touch us. Don't you want to see me boosting? Oh, hell yeah. Hi, I'm Dan Gehring, and I think I might slaughter a goat. Live on Behind the Schemes. Oh, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> that is very Satan-y. Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. Six, one, two, two, six, three, seven, nine, nine, nine. Very legal. B-Y-O. Six, Stay safe with Jesus, yo. It was a new, tra- new track sent in by the ones and only's Mary Kate Ultra and Make Heroism. Yes. And what a, a dynamic duo they are. We thank them very much for all of the wonderful support they give us in a myriad beautiful bouquet of ways. <laughs> you know, I bet they're so <laughs> dynamic that they're constantly getting chased around by these big, like, bam, banners and these pow uh, sound Bang. effects, you know? Wapong. <laughs> they they you know can't do mean? fuck all without one of these just showing up. <laughs> they have an, uh, an English butler. Yes, and a red telephone. One red telephone. <laughs> one red, not the telephone. Yes, every time, that, you know, every old Batman episode starts with the red telephone. We can't we can't solve this. Who are we going to call? You know who we need to call. Backs out from the all five police chiefs. Oh, that's great. Anyway, sorry. I, I got into it there. Uh that telephone number is six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Uh we'll listen in on some screen mails here and then we'll uh open up the phone lines here in a little bit. Um here's our first I think this- 
I think the stream's getting a little choppy. Why do you say oh, you're, you're you're kind of chopping in and out a bit? And then uh, Servo just said in the stream uh, in the chat that the stream's dropping a bit. Interesting. Just want to make sure. Just we, it's not the end of the world, but just so you know. Uh, I'm I'm still showing the full counter from when I kicked it on about an hour and twenty minutes ago, so it hasn't dropped on my end a lot, or hasn't dropped on yeah. my end, I should say. You just have kind of a weird. Uh, maybe if I just uh, refresh clean feed. Well, hmm. Is that okay? Can I do that? Yeah, it's fine. I can do the same thing. I can do the same goddamn thing there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna push that button. I'll spin that little thing around. Toast, toast. Hello, 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 hello. hello. Uh, you still got it. Still got that weird choppiness. Ah, um, well, it's not. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, the only re- or course of action I can take is to start turning the internet off and on again. Uh, no, I don't do that. We can we can wait uh, till maybe intermission to worry about it. Uh, screamo. Yeah, load it up. <laughs> Congratulations, man. You guys are only 900 episodes away from having 1,000. That is amazing. We're getting there, man. Amazing. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so leave it up, man. Leave it up. Enjoy it. But uh, anyway, my scream for today is... uh, Man, we, the wife and I, we went to like Bodega Bay area over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, dude, you just saw the trails and stuff like that. And like, there's these cool trees and whatnot that you could just kind of chill under and whatnot. Little, uh, by the, by the ocean or by the, there's this river that feeds the ocean, that, uh, feeds the ocean or feeds into the ocean, the Russian, I think it's the Russian river. Anyway, anyway, just these cool trees. And then there's like all these beer cans and stuff out there. And, like sitting underneath there, I'm like my wife said. She's like, I don't care if people are drinking out here, but you know, don't don't leave that stuff out here. Like it's just litter, just littering and stuff like that. Like, fine, cool, have your chill time, but like pack that stuff out. So anyway, that's my gonna be my scream. So, yeah. maybe that'll scare them away too. But anyway, uh yeah. So, well. You guys, uh, hope you hope, hope, I know you guys are already enjoying the show because, you know, it's behind the schemes, behind the screens, behind the, behind all the things. Hope you're not behind. Nope. You're not behind me. So. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> but. This time. Feel, as they say on this coast. Stay dangerous. Stay dangerous, Christopher Battles. That's a dangerous yes, man. Yes, he is. I've seen dangerous him do man. things with pencils that I can't even begin to describe. Shit that even a school teacher couldn't do. Even after making it do it over and over again until you got it right. <laughs> and don't leave until you get it right. <laughs> or you'll get detention. <laughs> <laughs> and then you won't leave until you get it right. Got a bad sound, <laughs> Happy to you. Uh, well, let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five. We can... Uh, five? Woo. Let's do one more, maybe, or two more. I, I think the first... These next two might be part of a two-parter. 
Let's Okay, perfect. Let's find out. <laughs> if you dare. <laughs> oh, that's fucking epic. Wow. I hi. Good evening. Uh Buenos noches, amigos. Buenos noches. Ooh, tonight is a beautiful night and I'm hoping that's a beautiful night for both of you. That's just super excited. Um it's been so long since I called in uh that I had to think back. It was before, a little before the first show I did with you guys. So we're talking like, like eight months. I think it's been since I left the voicemail. Yeah, <laughs> and, sounds uh, about right. You know, this is going to be a two-parter. Forewarning for those of you, uh, just yeah, you know how I get <laughs> when I am high. And guess what? I am. I am choked up, a little boozed up, just a little, just a little, um, and caffeinated, too. <laughs> you know, I would be super chatty. Let's see how much time do I have. Um, okay, I think it's a three-minute limit, and uh, I am just warning you, it's going to be a two-parter. I have so much stuff to tell you, just from just from thoughts that I had today. And I'll try to make my voicemail a little more regular and, and parse it down to one one voicemail. Because I know it gets fucking annoying for some people, and some people do not like to hear me, so they mute me. And so that's the time that the show is running. And uh, I love listening to the voicemails. The stream mails are fucking, they are epic in themselves. They're awesome. Literally worthy of awe. A lot of the stream mails and voicemails you guys get on this show are spectacular, honestly. They're very stimulating, and funny and, and creative and innovative, much like the voicemails uh, Nick the Rat gets, um, Bull for Bull and Hog Story, and, and just um, so many other shows affiliated with No Agenda. But you guys get the most unique, wacky, wackadoodle, super zany, creepy, morbid, um, macabre, and dark and, like, Sexy. You guys get the gamut, um, <laughs> I notice, behind the schemers. When the we going gets the weird, best. the weird turn pro. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've missed you guys. I'm about to run out of time. I will yeah. call back, and I'll try to fit everything in a second, uh, and then cut it off. Yeah. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, Corcus, I got this for you. Now that's entertainment. <laughs> Classic Crypt Keeper. It's great to hear from you. Uh, I'm super glad that yes. you called in. Yes, yeah, it's always lovely to hear from Corcus. Been a long time. A long time coming. Uh, do 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 you want the second one uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's even better a second time it's diabolical <laughs> <laughs> um so okay look you know that yeah. i'm choked and i'm bruised but i'm stoked i'm choked and i'm stoked but 100 episodes Woo-hoo! congratulations all the howls, all the Vulcan 
greetings, <laughs> live long and prosper. All of the cheers and the pom-poms fucking, like, pop all those bottles, you know, pop open the cans, fucking dive in the pool. It's celebration time. You need it to one episodes. Holy shit. Did you think you'd get this far? I don't know. I'd like to hear. Uh, you'll probably talk about it. I knew you'd get this far. I fucking knew it. I told you. I told you guys. I was telling you long before anybody knew who I was uh, that you guys are awesome. You put on a really good show, and I've noticed you're working harder. You're getting better equipment. You you know, you're storyboarding, or you are planning out. You and Lavish do that, Booberry. I think you guys work pretty hard on this show, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't listen to every show right now. I've been behind on everything. I'm about to run out of time in a minute. I'll try to um, a minute and a half. And uh, I, I'm very excited and happy and proud of you guys. I'm really honored. Honestly, I, I am. I am honored and uh, delighted to have been just a small, tiny part of it, just for a blip of time. About six episodes, uh, just a blip of time, and to have been on No Agenda, post No Agenda show with you, even though I fucked it up <laughs> in some ways, I was told. Uh, you know, I tried my best, and you guys taught me a lot, and I really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. I am not going to get through everything I want to tell you. I'm about to run out of time in like 40 seconds here, but uh, just that I think about you, and I, I believe that you work hard, and I really appreciate you letting me be a part of that for just a little while. Um, my gratitude and appreciation and my respect for your creativity and the level of work you put into it is real. I might not give everything that I can give, you know, contribution-wise, but I'm going to try, you know. I got I got a lot to work on. <laughs> you guys really helped me laugh. You, help, you still help me laugh and smile. And also, um, God, I had so much more to tell you. I'll save it. <laughs> I saw a little blip of a rainbow in the sky, and it made me think of portals and dimensions. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. Satan. I'm about to turn <laughs> yep. out. Have a wonderful That's show. Legit. <laughs> I, I can't uh, <laughs> cut off. Right that was there great. That was a great scream. <laughs> uh, I can actually, I can hit Corcus with uh, this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> It takes me back yeah. and says, wow. That one's got some real uh, presence. <laughs> I don't think we'll make that one a boostagram. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, though. That's a, that's a nice, strong clip. <laughs> yes. And thank you hey, for, thanks, Quirkass. Thank you for both of the calls. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for her sweet. to hear the boostagimp. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, gosh. We totally got to we gotta wheel that one out for her. We got to get him out of the chest. Oh, well, uh, can I find it quick enough? Oh, not, not today, but uh, I mean, eventually not, not today. If, if, unless you got it just sitting there. No, I got to go searching for it. Uh, um, nah, forget about it. Shoot. We'll get him out of the chest. He's way back in the chest. He's way in the back. Way, oh, way in the back. back. We, we were, were stacking cardboard boxes up around him. We got to move yeah. all those. We're doing some moving. St- we're doing a bunch of stuff. Episode 100, we were trying to do a bunch of stuff. The gimp. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on, man. 
<sighs> got these, you gotta wrestle all these goats. You know, any more goats? We got, we got so many goats. We've killed, I don't know, a dozen, two dozen goats now, but we've got more goats <laughs> to kill. <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> are we, are we, uh, uh, is it time? Are we ready for, to roll? Or, or, or I think we're ready to roll. Uh, All right, let's do it. Uh, should we do a classic or should we do something a little different? Let's do something a little different. Let's do something weird. Let's sure. Do, uh, let's see here. What do we got? You got a 12 sided? That is the diamond. That's the uh, penta- pentagon sided one, five sided diamond. Uh, or, I mean, yep. the, the sides have five sides. Yep. That's what I meant to say. All right. Whoever gets closest to six. Ooh, I love right. it. Do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh oh, what'd you get? A two. Oh, I got a seven. Oh. Perhaps the devil himself was responsible. Oh my goodness. I, I, hit, I hit my ball on the green. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Do you want to go first or you want to, you want me to go first? Um, I will go second. Oh my. How about that? You like that? You like them apples? I do like those apples. Oh, Pick yeah. Off, Mr. Booberry. Well, I have some, uh, it was pretty cool news. Uh, I've been more excited in the past, but things have changed. I've gotten a little older. We've gotten a little wiser to the ways and the wiles of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, Guar had a new album come out, uh, over the weekend. The 15th studio album called The New Dark Ages. The New Dark Ages. Yep, 15 tracks, uh, fronted by Michael Bishops, former bass player and, uh, human slave to Beefcake the Mighty. He left for some time, but ended up, he came back for We Kill Everything, which was a album in like 98, 99. Um, but then after Dave Brock, he passed away, Michael Bishops returned to the band. Uh, to take over as Blothar the Berserker, and this is their second album that they've released with uh, this new singer. The last one was five years ago, called The Blood of Gods. And um, I don't know. It's there's some there's some pretty good tracks on there. Uh, we were listening to one right before the show started called Completely Fucked. Um, there's another like real sort of Alice Coopery vibe song called Rat Catcher. It's definitely the most earworm track on the album uh i i like that one a lot uh it's good um there were some other ones uh bored to death lizzie hale of uh hailstorm i think that's her name lizzie something she makes a, a guest appearance on one of the songs um and if i had to pinpoint a category for this for this style of music that they're using it's 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 a little thrashy, it's a little punky. Um some of it 
sounds like, you know, third album, fourth album era, which is cool. Um, it probably doesn't, or it, it probably helps that they've had Casey Orr uh, rejoin the band. And he was the second bass player to take over as the uh, Beefcake the Mighty character. So uh, this band's got two alumni Beefcakes in it at the moment, which is pretty fun. <laughs> nice. Um, overall, like when I first started listening to this, I wasn't, I wasn't really into it. Um, I thought the the mixing sounded good, but there was things that just you know personal preference. It's not really my cup of tea. Uh, and then just the actual song structure for a couple of the tracks is just kind of like, do da do da do da do da do da do da do da, and it's like, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, they're using a lot of uh guitar, uh, tricks like uh those Moog Chaos pads. I think Moog makes them. Uh, but they're little MIDI controllers, touch controllers that you can use for guitar. Um. Lots of vintage equipment. I've been seeing some behind-the-scenes footage and whatnot, uh, mm. blog-type videos. Um, you but, almost said behind-the-schemes, but you stopped yourself. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thanks. I try. <laughs> um, the uh, the whole premise, and most Guar albums, they are not necessarily concept albums in the sense that you know, song A leads to song B leads to song C, so on and so forth. They're just more so a, a loose net collection of tracks that um, there's a story interweaved in and throughout. But you you can listen to any track out of order, and you know it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's about the the death of the enlightened period, the death of science. It's the new dark ages where man destroyed themselves and. Guar's left in a desolate wasteland, just kind of fucking around and fucking off. They don't have much to do. Mm. Um, but a nice, uh, boring apocalypse, which is what the apocalypse would be. It'd be boring. That's true. That's very true. Um, you know, and they did have a little bit of a what I would consider a sort of eye roller of a track. That oh. ooh oh. Oh my Ooh, God! Who was that? Who that did was that? Fletcher, Fletcher with the twenty-seven twenty-seven. Ooh, said perhaps the devil herself is responsible. Be a breeze. You're I the devil in disguise. I really like the idea of the devil being a uh, uh, a lady, like um, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, in, in uh, bedazzled, bedazzled Brendan Fraser. Yeah, dude, that was a good rendition of Satan. That was awesome i thought and you don't see that too much and you should see it more yes but nowadays it's it's we're everything's too woke the, the devil can't be a, a lady because the lady you know what is a woman <laughs> <laughs> i'm the devil not a biologist <laughs> who's they I mean, the most important thing is is the the devil. If it, if the devil were a woman, it, it would be because she chose to be a woman. She identified as a woman, and therefore became one. Checkmate, leftists. <laughs> <laughs> Set match done. Um, Maybe. I uh I had oh sorry the lyrics uh second. 
track on the album is called Blood Libel. You remember our conversation about Abby Richards, the famed TikTok mm-hmm. deconstructionist. Uh, one of her, oh, quite famed. Yep, one of her recurring arguments was that everybody was just uh, throwing around baseless claims of blood libel, which is essentially um, uh, people believing that Jewish people cut up babies and eat them uh, to get juju from them. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got the, uh, conspire to rule, murder God himself, men have always conjured ghouls to blame someone else where darkness lurks, conspiracy condemns, lies do the work, making demons of men. This is blood, this is blood, this is blood, blood libel. <laughs> uh, they do admit <laughs> it was guar all along, which I thought was pretty funny, they drink the blood of children. Uh, but not to stay young. We juice them like lemons just because it's fun. Three o'clock in the morning. Let the orgy begin. Let's order cheese pizza for all our fucked up friends. Oh boy. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, what was there? Uh, you know, you know, sometimes the truth fucking hurts. If there's a baby raping ring, it's the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. Which makes yes, sense, yes. Yeah, you know, that's... That's pretty that's common a- knowledge, I mean, you know, it's not really a shock to anybody to hear that. Cheese equals kissing. Uh, olives? <laughs> oh, I didn't... I forgot to put olives on my pizza. <laughs> oh. Damn it. You like to start with olives. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so you do olives and cheese. Wow. Uh, yeah, olives I like to have the olives oil. under the cheese, you know? There it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right, folks. Um, That's right, Jimmy. So, yeah, you know, I, it's, uh, I'm still kind of in the mindset that Guar fell into the camp that if you wear your mask and you take your shots and you'll be protected and everything is going, you know, according to plan, um, they, uh, actually, uh, Michael Bishops, the lead singer who we were discussing, uh, just here recently, ugh. It's like, oh, that one got my mouth. You know, it's like the you know when the aorta gets fucking nicked and it just goes. That that hit it right there in the in the in the artery. It's yeah, beautiful spray. This is classic. Yeah, the spray. spray. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a oh, I like this one. The helter skelter boost with nine forty eight using boost CLI. Man, that is. Oh, and he says pizza. <laughs> That's from Servo. That is very satany. <laughs> Man, it is 666 today, my friends. I uh, hope you know that. Oh, my goodness. And it's about to be 9 o'clock specific here, which I don't know if you know, but 9 is 3 plus 3 plus 3. 3. Wait, hold on. Now we're getting de- now we're getting deep into it. Hold on. I got to stop myself. Uh, I got a clip here. It's an interview. I forget the name of the show. The guy, I'm not impressed with the dude giving the interview, but it's an interview with Michael Bishop's. And, uh, he actually, they, they talk about how they used to depict Catholic priests on stage and then they get into, um, who's Michael Bishops. I'm sorry. He plays Blothar. He was the first guy, uh, in the band to play bass as Beefcake the Mighty. He's the current lead singer at the time. Got Got it. Sorry about that. Um, and here at the end of the clip, you'll hear about some of the people that they may or may not be planning on killing for this upcoming fall tour. 
I loved that. Uh, that was one thing that was always, that I think everybody touched on at some point in the documentary. But you know that that any given year, your most hated person in the world would get killed <laughs> at a court. Yeah. You know, like the political satire was never not there. You know, like I watch George H.W. Bush get fucking killed and I watch Saddam get killed and, you know, like all these people that you just fucking hated. And it was just, you know, it was like such a group catharsis because everybody was just like, fuck that dude. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) fuck him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was it was easy uh, uh, to I mean. And, you know, at first war didn't do that. At first war killed these sort of archetypes. Um, and then over time, what do you mean I think. By that? What, do you, what do you mean? Uh, well, like, um, like the redneck, like the scum dogs era, we were killing, you know, a, a, a televangelist who right. sort of, rep, who was a, a character that represented all televangelists yes. you know, or a priest that represented priests. You know, we didn't kill. Saddam Hussein, a specific person. Yeah, it was more yeah. like, a, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, but over time, like we, no, we you, started doing that, and it, it's worked pretty good. <laughs> the fucking that scene in the documentary where you guys killed killed the. I mean, I totally forgot about it. I remember seeing it though. Like you guys, he's upside down and you're just jamming the cross in his ass. <laughs> like I was. I fucking, I was watching that and I was in fucking tears, dude. I was laughing so fucking hard. I was like, that was genius. You know, like here's all these priests fucking molesting these kids and then fucking, okay, now we're going to fuck the priest. I was like, Jesus, it's so good. It's so good. And he would get this bouquet of like swords and crosses and yes <laughs> occasionally rocky would even stick flowers in there so it's just like you know big old <laughs> butt bouquet now before <laughs> before we finish this clip who do you, who do you think uh who do you think gets suggested as someone that guar could murder on stage mercilessly mercilessly oh so many so many people yeah. every president every yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of candidates for that one. Mm. Well, here's the answer. Yes, no, I see. I see what you mean by the archetypes. Yeah, but then they, but then it became. A, please tell me if you're going out sometime soon that Vladimir Putin is getting killed at the Guar Show. <laughs> you know it. I mean, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Without giving too much away, like, right on. Uh, awesome. The, you know, Just, all the, the most hated people. Um, we even have a song on the uh, on the on the, the new record called motherfucking liar. And, you know, basically we just sort of kill a shit ton of liars who are known for lying in the media and stuff like that. I think the specter of TDS still hangs over the visage of Guar. TDS? uh, Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, of course it's been so long and I I forgot. Mm -hmm. Oh man. They're, well, I was thinking if they they're gonna do Putin, why don't they just get Zelensky in there too? They could do a bit where they fuck each other, or they or they murder each other, or something like that. That is that is an immediate way to uh, not rectify, but I can't think of a better word at the moment. But yeah, rectify, rectify. <laughs> Where's my pen? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, stop, Booberry. No, it's too late. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, we had two boosts come in from Fletcher for 6666 using the Breeze app. Uh, first he said, Guar made me do it. Pass the olives, please. Under the cheese. Oh, via Breeze. Oh my. Oh goodness. And then he sent us another 6666 saying, butt magic? Via Breeze. That's that's a double six 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 six. That's quite a that's quite a hole there. Thank you, Fletcher. That's you don't need to be casting the sex magic on us like this. You know we we like it. You know <laughs> that is so very satiny. Satiny. Yeah, that's right. Who doesn't like a little satin in their life? Mm. That is very satiny. Uh, there was another point of order. Um, I just wanted to go back and, and reference uh, Michael Bishops, who we we just heard talking there. He actually got COVID and uh, had to back out of a show, but the band continued on, and their lead uh, their lead guitar player Pustulus Maximus ended up taking over <laughs> uh, dual duty and played guitar and sang all the songs for like. Four, five, six shows. It was quite a few. And uh, this is all on the left coast. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because he ended up in a position where he was playing the a lot of uh, a lot of tracks um, from the Corey Smoot days. Uh, Corey Smoot was a guitar player with Guar from like early 2000s to like 2004. 11 or 12, I want to say. Um, okay. Good long run. Yeah, and he was the one that kind of pulled the ba- band back into being a, like, a legit, not legitimate, but being a, a proper metal band and, and kind of shine away from the goofy sort of trying to be Frank Zappa vibe that they were going for. Um, mm-hmm. He put him back into metal metal land. Um, but he passed away at a uh, border crossing into Canada on the tour bus and um, their current natural causes, uh, medical issues mixed with uh, substances um, that probably the rock star death. Yeah. Um, And uh, Brent Bergerson, who is their new lead guitar player of, you know, seven years now at this point, it's been a while. Um, you know, he's filling in for Corey Smoot and he's filling in, you know, the vocal tracks from Odorous Urangus, who was their lead singer that passed away in 2014. So, you know, this guy ends up playing both the guitar and singing the lyrics of two of his friends on stage. Uh, it's, it's very interesting, uh, especially hmm. for something that's so you know, physical because you've got <laughs> 40 layers of of rubber around you. Sure. A lot of prosthetic. Yeah. Um, fuck this interviewer, because uh, how can you ask a question like this? I got to say that, that that is a point that like people make in the in the documentary. And I always agreed with this. I was just like, you know, it's so like you're playing in costumes where you probably can't even see sometimes what you are playing. Like your cos- your head, your mask is so fucking big, you mm-hmm. know, like your your vision is obstructed to some degree, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, I mean, like Dirk's. I mean, the, you know, Balsack doesn't. He doesn't look at his fretboard at all because he, he he can't see it. He hasn't. Right. He's the guy. You got the giant jaws, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a fucking huge, all-encompassing mask. Yeah, so he, he's playing by feel. How can you ask which one Ballsack is, man? He's the one with the giant fucking bear trap face. That's be so a, impressive, too. Be a little more informed, my dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Get your shit together, interviewer. Jesus Christ. If you ain't Ballsack, you ain't shit. Says it yeah. in the name. You're uh, really going to interview Guar. You better know about Guar, man. Do a little Nardwar research while you're at it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's also got uh, these... Uh, they're not like... Um, they're probably four or five inch sort of platform shoes so that he can fit into the... Uh, he's got like horse legs. You know how the horse on its rear mm-hmm. legs, the, the joints... The satyr legs. Yeah. Um, yeah. His costume includes satyr legs, so he's got to have the... You know, just the routing in, on the inside of the prosthetic uh, with the height to get those satyr legs going. Plus, he can't see because he's got a mask. So this guy mm. for 30 years has been playing without looking at the fucking fretboard. Jesus Christ. Does he at least have like a little Netflix going on in there or something? Something <laughs> that, you know, occupy his mind? This guy's just been fucking spent his whole career just playing in the dark, not even being able to see the badass crowds and all of the cool shit that they do. And it's like, this guy just plays blind the whole time. It, it sounded good. Blows my mind. Why don't they just cut some fucking holes in the thing? God. Anyway. Yeah. Um, now I do have, I had one more clip. I'm not, I'm going to save it maybe for a later time, but, uh, Michael Bishop's lead singer as it stands. Now he actually did a, uh, an interview with, um, Yaz Coleman, uh, lead singer of The Killing Joke, kind of like an industrial band from mm-hmm. uh, Britain, 1980s-ish, although they've been releasing stuff forever, after I looked uh, looked into it a little bit. Um, but it's, he, Michael Bishop's did an awesome interview with this dude, and within the first five minutes, uh, Yaz is going off about the CFR, the Bilderborg Builder, group, um, nice. Talking slip, about, though. oh, dude, he's going all in. He mentions chemtrails within the first five fucking minutes. This guy is very, uh, analogous, analogous. He's, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. very similar to Charlie. Analogous. analogous. Yes. He reminded me a lot of Charlie from, mm. uh, from Aftermath. From Aftermath. By the way, I wore my Aftermath shirt to the Jack White show. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we should call that guy. See, see what he's up to. We should go to Chicago and party with him, honestly. Yeah, he's, but, uh, uh, they got hopefully a new album coming out within the end of the year. Oh my God. We have got to go <laughs> Chicago and party with them for their fucking release party, dude. They'd have us. Come on. It'd be great. I'm uh, game. Anyway. I'm game. Um, oh, Chicago is so great. I could take the Zephyr. Take the train there. <laughs> be killer, dude. And then from there, I could go to like Kansas City. It's great. Or I, I, I can't go to Kansas City. I could go to Omaha. No, I could go to Kansas City. I could go to Kansas City from Chicago for sure. Anyway, That's sorry. Easy. Uh, that easy. is uh, that uh, interview I was just talking about with uh, the Killing Joke singer. That's where I got this ISO from. In the scheme of things, th- this is the time before a golden age emerges. So you know it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scheming. Mm-hmm. Very Always. Cool. Very legal. Yeah, not very legal. <laughs> well, 
Uh, I think that nice. does it for all the Guar stuff. Um, I'd like to do a full listening party to the new album. Uh, we so can do that. Sit down. Maybe we'll, we can take a break every other couple songs to discuss what we just heard. Well, uh, just so happens that we've been toying around with No Agenda Tube Live, and uh, Blueberry has introduced me to some software. We've been we've been doing these live streams now, and uh, I think that's in the in the cards there, man. We could do a little listen through. We could do a little live stream on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We shouldn't, uh, be, shouldn't be painfully difficult. I mean, I don't know what all it would take, but don't uh, isn't there like um online versions of D&D with some visual elements. Yeah, roll 20 and things like that. Yeah, that there's that. That could be a fun possibility. Oh man, if we got a D&D session going, I'd be so stoked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be unbelievable. Um, Actually, uh the keeper would uh, she told me we were discussing it. And she said that she would get into it if we uh did it. She would she want to play or would she want to be a DM or uh, probably play. Just play? Yeah, yeah. We can figure out, yeah, all that later. That'd be cool, man. Mm-hmm. I, I did that quite a bit uh, during the lockdowns with my other D&D group. Unfortunately, we don't play anymore, really. Kind of been on hiatus, but it is good software for it. And Yeah, that would totally work on the on the streaming software as well. Cool. Um, I'm going to open up the phone lines and I've got the man, myth and magic book pulled up. Maybe, uh, excellent. See if we can get a caller on the line and we'll go through the list and, uh, pick one of these and go from there. Does that sound groovy? Sounds groovy. All right. I, I, I'm going to answer Sir Spencer in the chat. He, he makes fun of me for bringing up Omaha. Omaha is on the Zephyr line from, uh, San Francisco to Chicago. It stops through Omaha. Hmm. Just so you know. Well, the phone lines are open, so you can call up at 612-263-7999. And, uh, That's right. We'll get into a little bit of myth. Oh, uh, the goat demands it. 612-263-7999. Toll-free number. Oh, my goodness, we've got a call coming in. Hello, caller. You're connected to Behind the Schemes. Who are we talking to? Oh wow! Oh wow! I didn't think I would get through. Oh, hello, caller. Oh. You're our first one live tonight. Hello, caller. Wow! Oh wow! Oh my! Oh wow! Oh my goodness! Well, I'm in a lot of pain, so like I'm uh, lying down here. <sighs> yeah, man. I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> uh. What's the deal, I've man? I've been better, but thank you, thank you. You episode one hundred, holy fuck balls! Yeah. Did you? You got the Ain't flu no or balls. something? Or no, I pulled a muscle in my back. Oh <laughs> no! Oh fuck! Oh yeah! Oh no! Yeah. That'll do like, it. Like no matter what I do, it 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 uh it hurts. Like I can't stand. I can't sit. I can't lie. I can't fucking do shit. I can't even do shit. <laughs> Just oh, no. lay down straight on the ground. That's all I can ever do for shit like that. Yeah. Just really don't actually, move. I'm doing right now. I've got like, uh, like pillows up underneath me and, uh, I'm lying face down on the bed. Jesus. Oh boy. Well, yeah, uh, Jesus is here. He couldn't do shit for it either. 
<laughs> Jesus can't help you now. <laughs> oh, Jesus can't do nothing. Jesus is fucking useless. We've got two dead goats for you. <laughs> Actually, it was two dead goats and four anal logs with that eleven uh, eleven boost that you just sent in. <laughs> yeah, Reamers, <laughs> baby. Oh my. <laughs> uh, well, caller, I'm gonna I'm gonna start listing off some uh, topics from the index in this uh, what edition or number? This is number fourteen of the Man Myth and Magic series sent in by Make Heroism and M Kate's Ultra. It starts at Mexico and Central America and ends at New Guinea. So we're we're working out of the MN section. And this is an encyclopedia for the supernatural, for anyone who doesn't know. Ooh, oh, okay, I like this. All right. Uh, so I'm just going to, I'm not going to hit all of them. I'm going to just rattle off a bunch. And if you hear one that sounds like it would be of interest, you just let me know. Uh, we got Midsummer Eve, Miracles, Mirror, uh, Mithras, Modern Witchcraft, uh, moon. Well, what was that? Mithras. Mithras. Like Mithras. Oh, Mithras? it's uh, isn't like the, it the god? I'm thinking of uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, Mithril. Mithril is the yeah. Is the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, Mithras is a sun god. I, I think a Phoenician god. If I'm not mistaken. Let me. Uh, is that where you want to? Is that where you want to park? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that. I mean, okay. Is he the one with his tongue sticking out? Is he that guy? Uh, he kind of looks like a good-looking Roman dude, honestly. I mean, mm. I know that's super incredibly descriptive, but wow, he's got one, two, three, four pages dedicated to him. This guy is no mm. joke. This guy's got it going on. If Christianity had been arrested in its growth, the world uh, would have been Mithras, said French philosopher Ernest Renan, uh, Renan, and there is no doubt that this austere, solid, uh, soldierly cult with its regular, rigorous ordeals undertaken in subterranean chambers gained an immensely powerful hold in the Roman Empire. There are five temples to Mithras in Britain alone. The Mithrak, Mithric mysteries made their appeal to soldiers and to officials in the service of Roman emperors. But exactly how an ancient Persian god found his way to Rome to be adopted by high-ranking army officers is is not fully known. Holy shit! So he started off Persian, but then was adopted by Roman soldiers as like well, some sort like of cult. It was a good way to get sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dicks or sticks? All of the above. <laughs> oh boy, whatever your preference may be. <laughs> Mithras is for you, whatever your preference. Let's see. Dicks, sticks, we got it all. During this period between 1400 BC and 400 AD, Persians, Indians, Romans, and Greeks worshipped the god Mithras. The god was partially important in the old uh, polytheistic religion of the Persians between the 8th and 6th centuries BC and again in the Roman Empire in the 2nd and 3rd centuries AD. No direct evidence remains of uh, Persian paganism, and if we wish to get an idea of the polytheistic religion, we must fall back on the reconstruction from texts of the later period. Uh, Plenty of material is available. There are four important sources for uh, Mithraism. 
The first is a cuneiform script tablet found in Bogazi. <laughs> it's not Bogazi, but I'm just going to roll with it, in Turkey, uh, which contains a contract <laughs> between the Hittites, the Mitanni, an Iranian-speaking tribe in Mesopotamia in 1400 BC. In this contract, Mithras is invoked as a god before whom an oath may be sworn. Okay, Mithras the Oath Keeper. Very interesting. Mm. So, an interactive Mesopotamian god. Yes, I, I do apologize uh, about the pronunciations. I, I'm trying, but I'm just going to biff yeah, Sounds good enough so far. Uh, secondly, there are some Indian texts in which the god uh, Mitra appears as a, quote, friend and as a, quote, contract and has connections with the sun. Oh, I'm starting mm-hmm. to see some mm-hmm. through lines. Benefits, maybe? <laughs> Hi, <laughs> this is the sun. It's my friends with benefits. Yeah. Hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, I've been casually dating the sun. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a big deal, you know. On again, off again. I, I see him during the day. In the corona holes every now and then. <laughs> corona. <laughs> corona hole. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! It's hot. <laughs> NBD. NBD. Uh, secondly, secondly, there are some. Uh, <clears throat> oh, let's see. Unwillingly, he participates in the sacrifice of the god Soma, who frequently appears in the form of a bull. Or as the moon. Thirdly, great hymns of praise were written probably in the 5th century in honor of Mithra and the goddess Anahita. The Mithric Yast... uh, Let's see, the Mithric Fables? Oh, I'm sorry, hymns. The Mithric Hymns extolled the god as the lord of the contract who in war grants victory and peace and prosperity. Finally, the Roman monuments reveal some important aspects of the mysteries that spread far to far-flung areas in the empire. Uh, I mentioned Zoroasterism in here later. Uh, an underground initiation. Simple. So they're, they're kind of making the, the some sort of connection that, and I've heard this before, that it is like a proto-Christianity. It's uh, mm. something that was around before Christianity that probably influenced it. I mean, contracts play a pretty big deal in the in the Bible, right? Isn't that what the rainbow was? God's like, yeah, you know what? Pinky promise, I swear not to flood you out again. <laughs> yeah, I promise, I won't do that again. Here, look at this. <laughs> come on, buddy. What's the problem, buddy? Come on, guy. Uh, come on, guy. <laughs> come on, come on, on guy. <laughs> no problem, buddy. My cream puffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine well, all those. To celebrate. <laughs> How about a bump of coke? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I bet you those those Mesopotamians though they they you know the Babylonian exile it really really did a number on everyone for the rest of time. Yeah, they had to spread their ideas far and wide, make it all the way yeah. over Hollywood, man. Pretty <laughs> Mercury is a Zoroastrian. Oh, interesting. I don't know much about Zoroastrianism. Yeah, I don't know as much as I'd like. He's a sailor from some small island off of uh, the coast of India or something. Mm. I think at one point uh... he was voted Britain's most talented Asian. Who, Freddie Mercury? Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, because they consider India Asia. We don't call them. We don't call Indians Asians, but they do. They do. We call Asians Asians. Uh, well, they actually, they have a they have a passage here about Zoroaster. The Persian religion was completely changed by Zoroaster. The exact period of the prophet's life is uncertain. At the latest, it was about fifty five BC. Fifty five. I'm sorry. 550 BC, perhaps considerably earlier, Zoroaster taught that there was a single god, Ahura Mazda, and he rejected the other gods of the old Persians. Uh, the Persian word divos, which originally meant gods, has since, uh, has since Zoroaster, has since Zoroaster signified evil demons. Zoroaster fought passionately against, uh, polytheism, and against Mithras, he protested against the bull sacrifice, the principal festival of the Mithric uh, religion. In later generations, the doctrinal teaching of Zoroaster was gradually interspersed with elements of the older polytheism, and the wide gap between the two religions was bridged by compromise. Uh, let's see, the arist- uh, aristocracy probably continued to be attached to Mithras and the old gods. Uh, but despite this, Persian kings seem to have made allowance for those in the social groups who did not want to replace the old cults entirely by Zoroastrianism. Um, yeah, this shit just goes and goes. I did not realize this. Did they say Zoroaster drove a Mazda? <laughs> I think he was a Kia guy. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> zoom, zoominism. Ianism. <laughs> zoom, zoominism. <laughs> I'll take part in that. Yeah. A four-cylinder religion? No. Six-cylinder religion? Yes. Yeah. Uh, zoom, zoom, see. your boom, boominism. Well, I got, uh, <laughs> let's see, Mithra is the Persian god of the rising sun, contracts, covenants, and friendship. He also uh, oversaw the orderly change of the seasons, maintained cosmic order, and was responsible for bestowing divine grace of kings. Wow. Yeah. Uh. The ultimate uh, thing that a, a god can do. Yeah. The Cook County Assessor over here. Yeah. The Cook County Assessor. I'm from Cook County. I'm a spit in your ass. I'm a dig in your booty. One dig in your booty. Well, uh, caller, I think we'll uh, wrap this call to a conclusion. Maybe we can squeeze in one more caller, Lavish. What do you think before we uh, go to intermission? Sounds good. Well, thanks for calling in, caller. We really wish you well and all the good karma and health to you, brother. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Likewise. Love you guys. Love you too, man. I hope hope you feel better, man. Stretch it out. Yeah. Job less. I'm feeling better already. You know? Thanks. Yep. Have a good one. I get to do the thing. Blam! (laughs) (laughs) When we got the thing, Pooh Bear was like, "I don't know if I can hang up on people," and I was like, "I do. I know you. I know you got it." Hello, caller. You're connected to behind the schemes. Caller. Hello. 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 Hello there. Hello there. It's a two for one. Schemers. Doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? Great. Happy 100. Happy 100, friends. Thank you. Thank oh, you. And thank you. Oh. 
thank you for the mighty uh, fine opening clip for tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Who wasn't too it's much trouble, nice. you know. It's, it's good to uh, do it for somebody who's looking forward to it for once. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, I've had we that. We demand it. I've had that in in mind for a while now. Probably right around the time that Lavish told me that uh, episode 100 would land on 666 this year. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. the third six all about? 2022. Okay. Two plus two plus two. Uh-huh. Gotcha. That's I was it. trying to figure that out earlier, but I'm just not Satan-y enough to connect those dots, I guess. Give it time. <laughs> well, we'll clarify everybody. 2022. Satan-y. Very Satan-y. Today is so Satan-y. I get it now. Well, hell I'm yeah. I'm not going to add to the Gallifrey time. Now, I have a question for y'all. Have y'all, uh, have y'all, have y'all played with any of the Gamatria boosts yet? I have not, not yet. yet. I have not. I haven't uh, got my... B- boosting app. I've been consumed with this fucking... For some reason on my machine, right? I've got to teach React this week. Mm. And I cannot get fucking Create React app to work to save my ass right now. What's the on one? this new machine. Uh, well, maybe I'm confusing React and Rust. Hmm. Possibly. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, 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 cool. yeah. cool. a little taste, a little uh, taste. Ooh. There you go uh, for you. I'm glad we get to share the goat tonight. Yeah, let me go grab a chalice for y'all. Yeah, I've got <laughs> this God, nice you, uh, wooden bowl. <laughs> oh, thanks uh, so much. Hell yeah, the traditional vassal, and uh, oh, we'll shit, do as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that trad life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mm. shit! Yeah, <laughs> 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 I was like, "Oh, I was like, that was you, right? That wasn't me. That was you." <laughs> yeah, we're like Spider Man versus Spider Man. Was that you? Was that me? It was. <laughs> then I heard this. You and I was me. like, "This All fingers up. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it, man. We had uh that last uh. Goat boost was from Servo using Boost CLI with the 948 sats asking pizza. And pizza? Looks like he got the pizza party boost in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Oh, cheesy as fuck. We got some pizza. We got some hot dogs. Uh, there's a map in case you get lost. Yep, we've got walnut sauce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, all kinds of things that you may or may not have channels from Chicago to and from and need. Damn, I should have put a donkey in that one. Ah, shit. Or maybe a fish. Ooh. A fish with the fort. Uh, well, what the fuck did Podesta write on his hand? Uh, 13, fish. 14, 14 fish, yeah. And that's a, that's a biblical reference, is it not, DeLorean? I don't know. It was, was uh, it was some sort of with a, with a raw some fish, bullsh- <laughs> some Pisces bullshit. Yeah, basically, I'm going to fish slap you with my 14 inches. What are you saying? Bam! Get it from both ends. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> All right, that was 14. Fish cakes. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is on, folks. It is on. It is on. It is, on. is that funny? That's pretty funny. Uh, I don't think that's very funny. <laughs> that is not funny, people. Tell you what, um, I, I ain't laughing. Tell you what. S- Sir Booberry, are you... Uh, you pick another topic from the encyclopedia, uh, or I was seeing if I could find a one on the shorter side for uh, time's sake. But uh, let me go back through some of these on the list. Uh, we got the moon, Morgan Le Fay, Mormons, uh, Mother Goddess, Mountain, Mummification, Mushroom, uh, Mutilation, Mystery Religions, Mysticism, n- National Socialism, Necromancy. Oh Jesus. Neo pagan German cults, uh, Neptune and uh, Newman Teresa. Teresa Newman? I like, mu- I like mushroom. Yeah, I like mushroom too. That's where my vote is. Mushrooms. 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 Yeah. Snake. Like it's mushrooms. a snake. Yeah. I'm getting there. It's weird. Why are you trying to eat that mushroom? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't done a lot of drugs. I've never done a good, but I do one. The mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> the profound importance of mushrooms in priv- primitive religion had remained undetected until twenty uh, until some twenty years ago, when Mister R. Gordon Wasson, an American banker, and his Russian-born wife uh, Valentina first called attention to it. The new science of uh, ethnomycology, meaning the attitude of different races to mushrooms, began with the Wassons, puzzling over the division of Europe into two distinct camps. Micropho- uh, my- mycophobes, nations traditionally afraid of mushrooms, and mycophages, nations addicted to eating them. The mycophages of Europe are found in Spain, southern France, and the Balearics, Bavaria, and the Balkans, and Russia. Russians are the greediest mushrooms eater, mushroom eaters, and they recognize over <laughs> ninety varieties of edible ones. Oh, okay. It's not talking. Okay, you're talking about just regular old mushrooms. It sounds like it. And that boost was uh, Metis with sixty eight hundred sets using uh, the live item tag in CurioCaster. Um. Uh, thank you, Metis. Says, what's up, nerds? Boosting my last CurioCaster sats live. More coming later when I refill my sack. Rats on 100. Thank you. And uh, uh, Minus and Layla just had their episode 100, a Fun Fact Friday, uh, two weeks ago. Congratulations on their 100. No. And then guess what? Rare Encounter (laughs) just had their 100, too. That's true. It's crazy. And then uh, Hog Story's got 300 coming up. The Bowlers, you got, what, 169? It's coming up, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's breathing down our shaft. Oh my. Hot oh. and sweaty. <laughs> a lot of olives. A lot of, oh. a lot of cheese. <laughs> a lot of people in the chat really like olives under their cheese on their pizza. And that's okay. Um Let's see here. Until recently, the English only ate the white field mushroom, except in the Midlands, where <laughs> bluets, lilac-stemmed mushrooms, were sold in the markets. That's uh, B-L-E-W-I-T-S, bluets. <laughs> uh, mushrooms had been regarded by the Hebrews as holy and reserved for priests, kings, and other privileged people, 
and to prevent the unprivileged from eating a sacred mushroom, the general uh, taboo was put on a general taboo was put on mushroom eating and reinforced by treating all mu- uh, mushrooms as poisonous. However, an unexplained relaxation at uh, of the taboo in England allowed the eating of white field mushrooms. Though the most deadly European mushroom of all, uh, Amant- Amantia? Am- Am- Is it Amanita? Amanita. Yes. Amanita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The classic, Mario like, mushroom. yeah, Mario. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> Make your heart grow to two sizes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Grinch mushroom. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, so Nobody they're saying that, that Amanita, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my sister's favorite Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the, I'm sorry. Okay, so they're saying the Amanita is getting confused as the white-stemmed mushroom that they were just talking about. Um, it is therefore reasonable to guess that the sacred mushrooms originally protected by these taboos grew in forests, not fields, and was scarlet, a color uh, which, in the context of food, was taboo among ancient Greeks, and that the taboo explains the diabolic or disgusting names given uh, even to the highly edible otherwise uh, other mushrooms. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's dark in here. It's hard to read without my glasses. This kind of reminds me of the history of tomatoes. Tomatoes has a supposedly similar story in the Dark Ages and medieval times. Where people thought they were poisonous, stay wow. away. But you know, in my opinion, looking through history, when people get hungry, they eat things. <laughs> it doesn't take long to be like, "Oh, we can eat this." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, please continue. Uh, let's see. But why was the scarlet mushroom, which can be easily uh, identified with the white spotted one now favored by the red coated gnomes in suburban gardens? Uh, Oh, Jesus. But why was the scarlet mushroom, which can easily be identified with the white-spotted one now favored by red-coated gnomes in suburban gardens, uh, held sacred? This spectacular mushroom grows by the million all over the British Isles, but only in birch forests. Uh, the simple answer is that this is the magical mushroom, which sat on the caterpillar smoking, uh, which... The caterpillar sat upon smoking his hu- uh, hookah. Mm. Uh, this mushroom is also known as the uh, fly agaric, which has been proved by Gordon Wasson um, through detailed examination of the verdict hymns to have been the same, uh, been the food of the gods. Mm. Also known as ambrosia or nectar. That would make sense. Well, they are tasty. That would make sense. Yeah, especially like a mushroom tea. Oh, God. Mushroom ketchup. So tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Servo who hit 666 in the green room tonight. He just hit me at 666 in the bowl. Oh, what? Oh. I don't know what the hell you guys got going on here exactly, but I think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently things are uh, aligning tonight. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's working out. The alignment. Hey, these numbers, numbers are just a joke, people. It's all just, <laughs> it's just a joke, right? <laughs> oh my god, I gotta eat some nuts. This is fucking crazy. <clears throat> nuts here. Mm. <laughs> Tasty. 
Well, I suppose yeah. we should uh, we should continue on with uh, we should hit some screen mails, I believe, and then we'll uh, we'll get into some intermission, and then uh, Lavish has a full spread of stuff that we should get into as well. Mm, full oh, spread, hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. spread them out, boys. Keep them coming. Spreading. Yep, and uh, uh, caller, I will be in contact about the Ring of Fire very shortly, probably tomorrow. Should be oh, good to go. Shit, yeah. all night. Let's um, uh, let's burn it, baby. Hell yeah. Let's party. Burn one. Oh. oh, one more good for the for the bowlers. Just the road. Squeeze it in there. The <laughs> good for the road. Road goat. <laughs> road goat. That's, that's three goats, man. That's our cue. <laughs> you oh, my God. Uh, that <laughs> was uh, Servo 666. <laughs> Very satiny. And what did we get there? Oh, You got the mark of the fucking beast, baby! Oh my, oh my goodness. I want to rock. I, I'm going to, I just, I, was, I love that because Mark of the Beast was mine. That was, I, I had a few additions in there and that was one of mine. So fuck yeah. <laughs> Mark of the Beast, baby. I can't tell on Hex Chat what, oh, it's the mobile phone. Nice. Fuck yeah. Very cool. Uh, couple also of- Lizard Fuck mm. is, uh, is in there too. I mean, that's, that's an even more hidden number. But yeah, nice Let's one, Servo. I'm gonna turn on. Well, we'll close down the phone lines for now, um, and I want to hit you with. Uh, let's do one scream out. Yeah, I'm not really able to do any screaming at the moment, but just wanted to say congratulations on the big episode one, Hondo. Fucking uh-huh. awesome! You guys are fucking awesome. Love is lit and all that shit. No. Adios. Well, thank you again, caller. We appreciate that. We do. Hell yeah. We do. Thank you, sir. Um. Well, I that just leaves us at uh, intermission. Um. This uh first track is um. It was released by a local band out of Dallas called The Death of Rock and Roll. I've been to his house. Lead singers or and guitar player's name is Pete Lee, who is also hella famous for being one of Guar's former guitar players. So I hope everybody uh, enjoys. Oh, we got just one more thing. Sorry, can I just say one more thing? What six one two oh two six three oh seven nine nine nine. Give us a call. We're gonna be on. We got a second second half coming in, and you can call us. You can leave us more screen mails. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, and that's all I just wanted to say. And I'm looking forward to hearing this and the intermission. Hell yeah! Uh, that track is "Long Hard Nightstick," "Death of Rock and Roll." Yo, dirty. Well, you know
presenting Tamagotchi Angel. My Tamagotchi Angel's so heavenly. I love its pearly gate color. When I feed mine, I tap the touch screen and keep the bad, bad away. Well, mine sleeps like a little angel. And I can pause it, too. Mine's done so many good deeds, it has more angel power. No, mine does. Mine. Mine. Very nice. Sorry. Tamagotchi Angel eats so separately from Bandai. Peace. 
commercial you're off the artistic roll call every word you say is suspect you're a corporate whore and uh end of story and yes i have been offered commercials so i'm not jealous and i turned them all down because i'm not a salesman (laughs) and i don't need money that is built on blood so who offered to you well in england i did this really this classic england i got offered uh this is the product you ready Orange drink. I'm going, what's the name of it? Orange drink. That's classic England, right? Just such a socialist fucking nightmare over there, right? <laughs> That's the drink. It's orange drink. I said, yeah, you really got my act down good, guys. That'll be great. You know, when I'm uh, done ranting about elite power that rules the planet under a totalitarian government that uses the media in order to keep people stupid, my throat gets parched. <laughs> That's why I drink orange drink. Yeah, right. See, don't you see how it would all fit in? Don't you see how every word I said would be hollow and filled with nothing? Thank you. 
Welcome back to the second second half for the big one. That's right. The big hunted. On 666, no less. That's right. It is June 6th, 2022, which means today is 666. And you're listening to episode 100 of Behind the Schemes. hosted by Sir Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse, and myself, Sir Lavish. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Yes, and uh, one of those tracks that you heard in there was a Make Heroism special, uh, and the closing one is uh, Malachi had some new music drop. Oh, was there a Malachi number in there? Mm-hmm. That last one, Botany Bay. The last one was Malachi? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, Malachi. That was awesome, dude. And and so and so was all the other songs, Make Heroism, all these guys. It was awesome. Mamkate Ultra, of course. Yeah, we gotta <clears throat> we gotta get Malachi onboarded with the, the streaming stats for his music. He's already on Bandcamp, really so good. yeah. Um, Man. I've played a lot of his music on this show, and uh, I'm very grateful for all of it. I think he's a great musician, writes great tunes. Most definitely, most definitely. That that was a banger. I, I have to say, banger. <laughs> I did know her. <laughs> I knew her. <laughs> Biblically. <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> uh, we should uh, we should thank some people that uh, came out and helped produce this episode of Behind the Schemes. Uh, these are Freaks of Hazards, producers to the show. And um, we got a long list of folks. Long yep. list. 
Well, the people came through and, and helped us out for our episode 100, and we thank them very much. We're value for value production, which means, you know, this is this is what we do instead of ads. We don't read dumb ads. We'll we'll just thank people who support us, who are the producers of the show. They are literally the producers of the show. And starting out, uh, we already thanked him at the beginning of the show, but I want to thank him again, goddammit, and that's Servo for uh, getting all these Gamatria boosts, which we've been having a lot of fun with tonight. Yep. Servo's a wizard. Thank you, sir. Yes, a modern-day meme machine magician. Mm-hmm. An alchemist. Yes. I'd also like to thank Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean once again for that banging opening track. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, ah, man, I really screwed the pooch on this one. Uh, Turbo Faggot was uh, cool enough to point out that I had been making an error when it came to just keeping track of donations and whatnot. And, um, unfortunately I had been misattributing donations, uh, in his name, uh, donations that were made to Turbo, uh, when in fact it was actually sent in by someone else. Um, so I just want to say thank you to Turbo for pointing that out. We got it all rectified. He's also got a clip that we're going to be closing out the show with tonight. So be sure to stick around to hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry for the confusion. Yes, and the person that's actually been uh, sending in the financial contribution was S.E. Uh, we didn't have a pseudonym for him, so we'll go by initials. Uh, so S.E. Had, had actually sent in uh, $5.33 this week, but he also donated on May 20th, May 3rd, and April 20th, all for $5.33. Mm. And we really appreciate that. Yes. So again, I'm sorry to both of y'all for the confusion, uh, but I do appreciate uh, both of y'all for uh, not tarring and feathering me. <laughs> Maybe I'm into it. You never know. Uh, I don't know what topping that is. <laughs> Tar? Tar. Chicken feather? <laughs> I like, yeah, just chicken. If you just If you like chicken on your pizza, you like being tarred and feathered. Yeah. Just, just look out. <laughs> uh, we had another monthly donation come in from KS for $5. We appreciate KS. that. KS. Thank you, KS. And uh is actually, so she snuck in a donation during the show for $13.69. Um, but she also emailed in a really cool photo of the world-famous mousybear.com uh, behind the scheme stickers. Hmm. Yep. Uh huh. These are good stickers. These uh, a mousy bear classic. Yes, and uh, there, there's a big stack of stickers. Quirks took the photo with uh, in blue light. And she said, "This column of rad BTS promo stickers was sent to me by Tunta and Mousy Bear with my recent shipment of their wonderful elderberry syrup." Uh, they were a neat treat indeed. Shot this in my ambient blue light. Mmm. I got a couple more of these stickers laying around. I'm thinking of where to drop them. Yeah, I was going to go see a show on Sunday and uh, drop off a couple myself, but I fucked up and didn't realize. I'm sorry, the show was Saturday. Um, Nope. I thought the yeah, show was Saturday, yeah. but it was actually Friday, so I missed out. 
Mm-hmm. But I was going to take some stickers and slap them in the bathroom. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, why not? For some reason, I keep thinking I should put them on like uh, telephone poles at popular corners. Mm hmm. But I don't see any stickers on those, which leads me to believe that people just don't. I don't know. Maybe they clean them. I don't know. I mean, I should just do it anyway. But yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Quirkass. Uh, yeah, these stickers are neat. Do you uh, do you have the show notes pulled up? I do. Do you want to hit the next donation? I can. Uh, is it? It's the Make Heroism and MKate Ultra. It's after the photo. Yes, this is a this is a, a big one. Uh, so Make Heroism and MKate Ultra sent in a whopping of a donation of one hundred and sixty six dollars. And 22 cents, which is really very charitable of them. Thank you very much, you guys. That is very Satan-y. They they say, hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Hello there. Hi. Uh, They gave us the NPR. Hi. Um, 100th episode plus 6622 equals 166.22. Donation, happy 100th. Keep scheming, keep dreaming. If you're going to have a seance, be sure to wear proper equipment, whatever is comfy. Bye. Make heroism and MK Ultra. Ah, yes. You want to make sure you have the uh, adequate PPE when it comes to all of your seance endeavors. <laughs> whatever that may mean to you. <laughs> this message is brought to you by Ghosta. It's like Osha, yeah. but for ghost. <laughs> Gosha. 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 There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you said. Uh, all right. Whatever. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, that's really, really nice of you to say. Yes, we appreciate uh, it. Make Heroes and MK Ultra. They, they've given us the, the jingles for the phone and, and all kinds of stuff. It's great. Um, and they're catchy, too. we gotta we got to bring back the disco one. I think I, they're also I, looking to do some um, some live streaming as well for various games ooh. and whatnot. Yep. Excellent. Make heroism and I were discussing it briefly. That's it. Uh, sweet. Like uh, like Jackbox type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I'm into that. I do that kind of thing. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Sir Manny. He gave us a very satiny donation of six dollars and sixty six cents. Hail Satin. Hail Satin. Uh. uh oh, that was that. That was me. That was me. I messed up there. I accidentally copied something into the wrong spot. Ah, I see. I see. That's a weird thing for somebody to say. But thank you very much, Sir Manny. Your satiny donation. This guy uh, got me a knighthood recently, so thank you very much. Um, we also got Sharky. Sharky Shark took a massive bite out of us. <laughs> by that, uh, we mean he sent us $100.33. Thank you for the weirdness. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm so incredibly grateful for everybody. That's, uh, you know, we're not weird. We're normal. Everyone else is weird. I just you want know, to a little weirdness is okay here and there. It never hurt nobody. I know. It's true. It is very true. It's no got to be that way. No one was ever like, oh, no, I'm a freak. <laughs> don't look at me I'm hideous 
I hate you. I hate you. I have the high ground. <laughs> you were my brother, Frankenstein. You were my brother, Freak. <laughs> you were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the witness. Wow. Imagine if Star Wars was just Frankenstein. That would be pretty cool. I mean, Darth Vader's a little Frankenstein-y. He is. I mean, he's made, you know, they try to bring him to life as this thing that's greater than life that's supposed to bring balance to the forest and restore the galaxy and blah, blah, blah. And and he gets corrupted, and in the end, he becomes more machine than man. Mm -hmm. And he lives this half-life as a shell of his former self. And it's like, it's it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's got to regain his humanity. Oh, my goodness. There's only 21 stories ever. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that would be a fun one to do, too. You know that theory that there's only 21 stories ever? Oh, yeah. That's uh, um, the hero's journey. Yeah. It's a, basically. Yeah, sure. Well, it's like, it makes up a good chunk of them. Um, yeah. It's Venn diagram situation. No doubt. Well, thank you again, Sharky. We appreciate that. And uh, we had oh, sorry, off. we had one last producer for tonight, Net Ned, who's been a guest on this show twice. Once for the No Agenda Meetup of Love in Nashville. Uh, loveislit.com is still pointing to that one, so you can go check it out. Hear the grand old time that we had at the roller uh, skating rink there. Uh, oh yeah, but he gave us fifty dollars. Thank you, thank you, Net Ned. Yes, we really appreciate that. We, and thank you again to everybody that's um they Ned just had uh, crushed uh, crushed it when he was on uh for the Nashville stream. It was so much fun. Yep, helping uh, helping us get set up and uh help tear down and whatnot. Oh yeah. On both shows, on the Nashville stream and the the BTS stream, it was great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Thank you again. Sorry. Yes, and again, thank you to everybody that uh, you know listens and enjoys, and I mean, even better, hops into the chat and plays along, and and just uh, is there for the ride. It's uh, it's greatly appreciated, greatly mm-hmm. appreciated. Yes, indeed, it's been it's been a great time uh, being able to have an outlet to to uh, talk about the things that we talk about. And um, this whole model, you know, is a reflection of that. It's just, it's very, it's very nice. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And I don't remember what this one is, but let's play it. Maybe. Oh, uh, that one's broke. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what happened there. (laughs) What was that? I'm trying to, it says spooky laugh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> now I get it. Uh, that was, uh, <laughs> we just got a boost from Dan, the man in a millennial for 5,000 sets since us a boost via fountain. And, um, you know what he said? You know what he called us? Uh, what? He, he called us goat murderers. Well, what? Yeah. You know what? I got I got a little something for you, Nam, if that's even your real name. Listen to Behind the Schemes if you want me, Dan Gehring, to slaughter a goat. Was that a goat <laughs> noise? 
a clip for every occasion. Hi, uh, I'm Dan Gehring, and I think I might slaughter a goat. <laughs> oh, wait. Did I say a clip? I meant many clips. Hi, I'm Dan Gehring, and I think I might slaughter a goat. Live on Behind the Schemes. <laughs> I got Doug, like you forget it. I got like three of those now. It's <laughs> great. Oh, this Lord. Beauty. Hell beauty. yeah. Very legal. Well, thank you, Nan. We appreciate that. Uh, millennial, <laughs> MillennialMediaOffensive.com or NAMillennial.com will take it to their show. We're going to kill so many goats. Where's my phone? I'm going to kill a goat right now. It'll be great. You're going to do it. Oh, you're uh, going to do a special boost? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I got to. I gotta, oh, yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Well, while you get that uh, set up, I'll uh, hit you with this next scream mail. Do so. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One more, real quick, real quick. I had to see this. Um, I wanted to say happy 100 episodes behind the schemes in Espanol. Here we go. Felices 100 episodios detrás de los esquemas. Amigos. Felices 100 episodios detrás de los esquemas. Y buenas noches. Oh my goodness! Very nice. Well done. I don't speak Spanish, but it sounded accurate. The last thing she said was behind the schemes. She said two things. I don't. I didn't quite catch what the first thing was, but the second thing she said was behind the screen. The schemes. It trusted the schemes. Hell yeah! Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call. The call. The call. Uh, we got three left. Do you want to do one more? Yeah, sure. Screamers! Hey, uh, tis the season. Uh, eat lots of garlic. Yeah, fuck those mosquitoes. It'll keep those vampires, pesky, uh, summer insects away, hopefully, depending on your, your body's, you know, composition, etc. Anyway, not medical <laughs> advice, but yeah, lots of garlic. It'll help, uh, Keep you lean as well as uh, keep those bugs from weaning off or whatever. Anyway, yeah, and uh, maybe even keep those uh, financial vampires, this latest brood we have, keep them away from you too if you're uh, exuding your garlic. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Hell yeah. Thank you, Special Agent Dr. Sir Mike Crotch. And that is totally a pro tip. Eat garlic if you want to keep the mosquitoes and vampires away from you. I'm a, it's not that I'm allergic mm. per se, but I always get really bad welts whenever I get mosquito bites and they get really painful, like sore to the touch. Doesn't, um, uh, you, you just, it doesn't work out well when, when you get yourself stuck in that kind of thing. No. So garlic does help. I'll take so a, you crush garlic, and, and that that really does you see a difference. Fat rails of garlic, my dude. Really, <laughs> garlic pills? Hell yeah, man. They they oh. will do the trick. I mean, you might smell a little different, but it's worth. Oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh, garlic will just run through you like uh, you know, shit through a goose, as they say. Uh, Billy Bones. As far as garlic helping with ticks, I'm not sure. That would be interesting to look up, though. 
Um, Anything to protect from ticks. Ticks are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Well, I believe uh, it's uh, your floor. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Well, uh, there were uh, really two things in particular that I wanted to bring up tonight. Um, Let's see what I have here in my clip bucket. I have, obviously, I think the big thing. I think really all my clips are about this one main thing. I've, I, we, we brought this up uh, a few episodes in the past where we talked about these. It's kind of a well known thing at this point, these food processing plant fires. Mm -hmm. And I've just shortened them down to food fires because, and really they're not even all fires. I mean, it's just any sort of attack that's against, uh, a sort of list of facilities that have to do with the mass production of food on in North America. There's been a, a, a sort of a list that's been uh, going around in <laughs> and <circles>. growing <laughs> and growing. It started off months ago and it was just a simple, what it is is it's just a simple uh, list of all of these sort of incidents that have occurred in North America, so in, in the United States, in Canada, and in Mexico. And it's not a perfect list, I don't think. You know, it doesn't cover every single incident, because I I know that they don't. Uh, there's probably more stuff going on in Mexico and Canada that isn't being covered or whatever that doesn't come through. But uh, it's it's been, a, it's been an interest. Uh, there's been news that's been played on it. Uh, for example, well, people immediately when this sort of thing came up, they they started you know they they started labeling people as conspiracy theorists or whatever for questioning just how much this had increased. And just to just to give an example, I'm going to say what the numbers are as of right now, which is June of 2022. We've got this list here, and uh, I go to. The numbers in 2020, according to this list, there were about 26 incidents uh, in North America where there was uh, some form of arson or some sort of attack or damage done through mechanical failure to some sort of um, place like this. 26 incidents in 2020. In 2021, there was 37 incidents. So even then, that's a pretty kind of big step up. And then in 2022, we're only halfway through the year, there have been 68 incidents. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. you got to pump those numbers up in this racket. Hey, we're pumping them up. <laughs> we're not dealing with rookies no more, man. These, this is going high, high tide. I mean, who knows? We may even hit triple digits just you, this year. Do you have any stats on how many of these are um, the stats? Excuse me. How many of these are arson cases? We do. We got this list, and uh, the list here will generally list the. We're just giving it an eyeball. It looks like about eighty to ninety percent of these are fires, and they list them as fires in, in big bold letters. But then you know every like tenth incident, you have something that isn't a fire. Something that is a plane crash or whatever crazy shit that was. Exactly. <laughs> you have weird shit. Um, 
certain mechanical failures, sure, where, uh, you know, I, I mean, those obviously most of those lead to fires, I guess, would, in, in the sense that it would destroy the whole facility to, to merit being on this list. But you've got the plane crashes. You also have, apparently, cyber attacks or ransomware attacks um, and certain things like that that seem to be going on. And I found that there was a major competitor to John Deere that apparently just had one of these attacks. If you play Ransomware Attack 1. Ransomware Attack 1. What's up, everyone? It's Brian from the Exact IT Solutions YouTube channel. Welcome to another video where we help educate you about what's going on in the world around cybersecurity, ransomware attacks, and what you can do to start protecting yourself. So in today's video, I'm going to get into a major uh, agricultural equipment manufacturer, John Deere uh, competitor, if you will, who got hit with a ransomware attack. Let's talk about it in today's video. We have this company, Agco, and they develop and sell tractors, combines, foragers, hay tools, self-propelled sprayers, basically anything that you would need to work on a farm, use on a farm. And, you know, this industry has really been under attack lately from a lot of different aspects, not just cyber criminals, um, but it's been in the news that, the, you know, the food industry um, and the processing industry um, is really under attack with a lot of different things. I'm not going to get into that today. That's not what this channel is about, but you can check that out in other places. But it's really interesting to me um, how this industry is really dealing with a lot of different external factors that are affecting their business. And, you know, I just want to mention that, you know, incident or um, business continuity plans and disaster recovery plans are important for this very reason. Um, it doesn't have to be a cyber attack where you use these types of things. And it's very important, you know, in today's day and age that businesses really look at what threats they have out there that could potentially bring down their business. And while we do a lot of business continuity planning and disaster recovery planning around cyber attacks, you know, you still have to deal with the fires, the floods, the explosions, the plane crashes, and all these different things that might happen uh, to your business, um, you know, cyber attacks tend to be at the top of the list. But, you know, that's why these things are, are important. Hmm. The floods is interesting. Floods. Yeah. Which probably makes sense. I mean, just for agriculture, a lot of that stuff is next to water. So, right. yeah. Um, so you have uh, that sort of thing going on. And he gets kind of into more detail in ransomware attack, too. Basically, they they announced uh, what happened at Agco. They announced that they were that they were dealing with this issue, um, and then they became very quickly tight lipped and, and aren't saying much more um, since the announcement. So, um, you know, this goes to incident response and, and and incident response planning, having a PR strategy in place when you're dealing with incident response. It's very important. Um, we're starting to see companies get better with this in the early days of, of ransomware, um, especially when the big ransom demand started getting hit. We started to, it was kind of the wild, wild west out there for what businesses were actually doing and saying once they got hit with ransomware. And now we see things being more tightly controlled. Um, things are being talked about less 
less information is being spread through social media channels like Twitter and Reddit, which is kind of where we used to see employees go when these types of things happen. Right. So um, every year this sort of thing gets a little more tight tight around the edges, you know, and you've got more uh, white hats running around poking holes in things and fixing things, and there's more people that get involved in this sort of industry. And, uh, and the infrastructure develops and, uh, there, there was a time where it wasn't, and it still is in a, in a lot of ways, the wild west, but it used to be even more so not too long ago. And right now, I don't know. There's the, there's the, obviously the idea of arson, which is the most romantic thing to think about. And there've been plenty of fires and people set fires. I mean, arsonists exist. It's not like. You know, that doesn't happen. And so when when you have these sorts of jumps in the numbers, you have to, like, at least investigate or, or do some sort of, I don't know, kind of critical analysis of the situation. You go, hey, I wonder if somebody's fucking instigating this. But I kind of also thought that it might be a matter of that through COVID, the fact that everything was shut down for so long, and the fact that, even now, everything has been really understaffed. Every industry is kind of understaffed, overworked. Everybody's working on skeleton crews and have had to because that's the only way to survive in this environment right now. And you have these sort of mechanical failures that happen. You have these things that go on, and, and they aren't equipped to handle these emergencies. And that could very well be part of the problem. You know, it could be as simple as that. And that's, a, I think, a perfectly reasonable, natural, environmental thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it could explain this. But people always jump to this, uh, you know, the Alex Jones end of, like, they're going around doing all this shit, which they very well could be. That could be true, too. And it turns out, I don't know, they just... They got a weird way of approaching it. There was another fire that happened not too far from where you're at mm-hmm. over in uh, Minnesota. Did you hear about this? I found out that I actually worked in that county. Really? Yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> pretty damn close. Huge fucking chicken factory. I think the Blaze quoted it at 200,000 chickens or so that went up in one barn. Yeah, that's what they're saying. In this one big structure that was... That was really on fire. It was just one giant building. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the largest egg suppliers in the United States. Yep. I mean, you know, one incident here, one incident there, but when it all adds up, it doesn't, it doesn't help. You know, <laughs> It's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't help anybody. It doesn't you inspire know? confidence. You know, there was a, there's a saying in, when I was involved with uh, stagecraft and, and, and carpentry and things like that, you have a stack of plywood on the ground and you're not supposed to walk on the plywood. Why? Is it going to really fuck up the plywood? I don't know. Not maybe not, but don't do it. Just don't, just don't step on the bullshit. Just, just leave it alone. Yeah. And that's, and when you walk on it, when you get all the shit dirty and when you muck up the stuff, it really does matter after a while. You get these little egg fires and these little cow plane crashes. It's not good. It's just not good. Uh, if you could play food fires too. Uh, food fires. 
Tonight, a Minnesota egg producer is evaluating the damage left behind from this massive fire. It happened late last night in Howard Lake, straight west of the cities on Highway 12. Our Heidi Wigdahl traveled to Howard Lake, where state officials are trying to determine how it started. Cleanup is underway at Forsman Farms in Howard Lake after a massive fire on Saturday night. About 19 hours later, you can still see a bit of smoke from the road. This is where a poultry building once stood on the farm, which is a large egg producer in the state. Crews responded to the fire off Highway 12 around 10 p.m. A lot of sirens, a lot of noise, a lot of commotion. There's one of the fire chiefs going down the road. Eddie Olson was six miles away in Cocado, having a bonfire in his backyard. I'm a Skywarn spotter, so I do a lot of like radio communications and stuff. And, and this is like one of maybe 50 radios I have. So I just grabbed one and heard that they were dispatching all the departments, so I knew it was big. Eddie grabbed his radio and arrived at the farm to find it in flames. It was incredibly huge. Multiple fire departments were on scene to help fight the fire. The Wright County Sheriff's Office estimates about 200,000 chickens were inside the building. A Forceman Farm spokesperson says they're not sure how many chickens were killed in the fire. They're estimating anywhere from tens of thousands into a couple hundreds of thousands. It's a lot of chickens. It's a hit to the egg market. It's people's jobs. It's the local community. So anytime anything big like that happens, it's not good. Forceman Farms sells over 3 million eggs per day to some of the nation's largest retailers. In a statement, a farm spokesperson said, quote, no one was injured and we are grateful that first responders were quickly on scene to put out the fire. Unfortunately, chickens were lost because of the fire. We are evaluating the extent of the damage, which appears to be confined to a single structure, as well as investigating the cause of the fire. The Wright County Sheriff's Office says at this point they believe the fire was an accident. However, the state fire marshal is investigating the cause. Hmm. It's a little so, yeah. something, I don't know, I mean... Uh, I'm I'm definitely glad that it did not spread further, but I mm-hmm. also think it could have been worse. It it definitely could have, and that stands out a little. I guess I'm just su- I guess I'm a little surprised that it was only the one structure. Um, but mm-hmm. then again, I you know I have no idea what the layout of the farm is, or how old the buildings are, or what sort of you know safety measures they have inside of the. Uh, structures for fire control, whether it be sprinklers or whatnot. Ideally, they would have some sort of sprinkler system, mm-hmm. but I guess not. I mean, the I I can't imagine how flammable one of those places must be. I know it's covered in chicken shit and straw and whatever and feathers and just like I don't know. I feel like a place like that just the easiest place in the world. Seven, seven fire. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's more or less flammable than grain towers are. Hmm. You get different kinds of things like with with sawdust and with grain, with uh, pulverized uh, ground, milled grain. Yeah, it's ex- it's, it's explosive. There's a building in downtown Minneapolis. It's an old uh, grain factory that exploded. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's huge steel girders that are just completely knocked sideways from you know, just the force of the explosion and the building collapsing down in and on itself. Hmm. And if it's able to disperse, if it's packed tightly together and there isn't a lot of uh, oxygen uh, to give it go to get it going, 
then you're okay. But as soon as it spreads around, then you're then you got to be careful. No doubt. Uh, anyway, so there was this big fire. There's multiple fires, and if you want to see the list, I have published the list in the show notes, and you can see that at Zoso's Corner. Uh, dot com. Dot substack dot com. Uh, dot dot substack dot com. Excuse me. <clears throat> Got a little uh, kerfluffled there, but the the full list is there, and you you have uh, a list from 2020, 2021, and twenty two. You can see all the incidents, and then there are uh, links to them if you if you they're all Googleable if you want to really do your research. And uh, <laughs> which that's is just not the, which is not medical advice. <laughs> no. No, it's not good for your eyes. But uh yeah. Uh let's see what NBC's uh view on the whole situation seems to be. If you could play Food Fires One Verify. Recent fires at food processing plants across the U.S. have several people speculating online if something else is behind them. This tweet notes a, quote, odd coincidence that, quote, 18 U.S. food processing facilities burned down in the last six months. The question that we're looking at today, are people setting food processing plants on fire intentionally in order to create a food shortage? Let's verify. Our sources, Sam Gagejack, the communications manager for the American Association of Meat Processors, Sarah Little, the vice president of communications for the North American Meat Institute, Tom Super, the senior vice president of communications for the National Chicken Council, fire officials in each case, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, otherwise known as the USDA. In a statement, Little told us, quote, we are not aware of any concerted effort to set food processing facilities on fire. Super told us, quote, I can only speak for chicken, but like any manufacturing plant industry, there are genuinely a few fires that occur each year across the country. Most of them are contained rather quickly. Gage Shack agrees. We've not seen anything that, that that points to it being suspicious in any way. A lot of them seem to be mechanical failures or uh, just that, you know, un, very unfortunate, tragic things that happened, but nothing that was deliberate. So let's break down the number on what we learned from fire officials. Eleven of the fires were either ruled accidental so <laughs> or no foul play was suspected. Six others are still under investigation. The other one was at a vacant building that once housed a meat plant but no longer does. Another note, while the tweet mentions Chris. 18 fires in six so months, awful. only 12 of them actually happened so in that time frame. According to a report from the USDA, the U.S. has about 36,000 food and beverage processing establishments in operation. Gage Jack says fires at just 18 plants would not cause a disruption to the food supply. So uh, these individual fires, I mean, they might be disruptions for regular customers of those facilities, but the, the public as a whole shouldn't have seen any any major differences. Super says, quote, there are about 200 federally inspected chicken slaughtering plants in the U.S. and thousands more that further process chicken. And that's just chicken. I would not categorize this as an alarming trend. On its website, the USDA says there are currently no food shortages or widespread disruptions of the food supply in the country. So we can verify that no, people are not setting food processing plants on fire intentionally in order to create a food shortage. With your Verify, I'm Megan Bragg. Now, y'all ain't planning on fucking these chickens, are you? Mm. Well, are you convinced? I don't know, man. 
I don't know. Do you fuck chickens? It's, uh... <laughs> hmm. I mean, the whooshing sounds definitely made it easier not to buy the NBC report. Yes. Uh, I think that it did the opposite of what it intended to do. It made it sound a little suspicious. It was very, very suspicious. Yeah. I could not trust that whoosh sound as mm-hmm. far as I could throw it. No, not at all. I don't know what's yeah. up with that. I don't it's like no it. Good. <laughs> I don't like it one bit in NBC. I, I actually went on a weird little rabbit hole that I put a little kind of footnote in my notes here with the chain of command of NBC. NBC, which is owned by CBS, which is owned by Viacom, which is owned by Paramount, which is owned by National Amusements, which is owned by the Redstone family, Sumner Redstone, who recently passed away. And I have his uh, little wiki in the uh, in the uh, notes. He was an American billionaire and media magnate and founder and chairman of the second incarnation of Viacom. And uh, it's just funny how, how these things always lead to someone, right? You know? Mm-hmm. This guy lived a good life. He died in 2016 at the age of 92. Uh, Sumner Murray Redstone, uh, born Rothstein. Yeah. National oh, there I'm, mm, I'm looking uh-huh. for him. Um, what was his name again? Sumner Redstone. Ah, um, there we go. I was looking for him in the chat. This is 93, 97. Kind of has a couple different things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh... His uh, kids run the the operation now. Very. But I was thinking about, it. yeah, I was looking at NBC because NBC used to be, you know, a really cool outfit. That's where they had the original SNL was on NBC. Um, I'm pretty sure that like Letterman was on NBC. Like it, NBC is, you know, a very storied studio out of New York City, and. I don't know. I just was curious about the chain of command, as, as it always happens to be, because all of the all of the mainstream news sources that I've pulled from are either from NBC, which is owned by this guy and his family, or ABC, which is Disney. And the Disney mouse. is yeah, the mouse, which is like it's hard to to list people <laughs> like a family in this situation. It's kind of there's two different kinds of these media ownerships. There's families like this guy, Redstone, uh, somebody to compare him to. would be like a Ted Turner and, you know, somebody who just like runs shit. And then there's this, this other thing, which is Disney or universal or uh, Sony, you know, some, somebody that just like, we are us, um, the Borg, <laughs> uh, the Bilderborgs, <laughs> the Bilderborgs, uh yeah. Uh we got some other uh, info on that in the uh in the notes as well. Aside from that, I want to say just to to part on from this food stuff, the the CEO of Goya. I don't know if you're familiar with Goya. Yeah, you? didn't they catch some flack for supporting the wrong candidate or some shit? Uh they were it was Trump. Trump like well, took some we photos. Don't, we don't the... we don't say that name. Oh, sorry. Parts. It was you know who, yeah, that guy, and uh, he took a, a 
there was a picture of him with on a plane with a can of Goya beans. He was like, yeah, Goya. And he endorsed them. And everyone was like, oh, my goodness, a Mexican company that blah, 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 Trump. As if a ton of Mexican people didn't love Trump, which they did. I saw that. I, I've, I know them. But anyway. <laughs> That's the machine that goes. <laughs> I know. This is why we don't have ads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so I can say shit like that. Um, yeah. Um, he, this, the CEO of Goya is a very interesting man. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me pull up his name real quick. Uh, his name is Robert. Oh goodness. I, I couldn't pronounce this last name here. Bob and new and Ananu. Ananu? Unanu. Unanu. Bob Unanu. Unanu. Unanu family. A wealthy family of Spanish origin. They're the 170th richest family in the United States, according to Forbes, 2014, having a billion, multi-billion dollar net worth. The patriarch migrated from Spain in the 20th century. He established Goya Foods, the largest Hispanic-owned food company in the United States. And uh, this family, the uh, Unanu family, uh, runs it through their families and branches and all that. And uh, this is uh, this is our our boy Bob. Uh, I'm so- uh, precipice. Thanks. Ah, there we go. Inflation hitting a new 40-year high in the month of March. Americans especially getting hit hard at the grocery store. The price of items like dried beans, canned vegetables, flour, all up better than 10% from the same time just one year ago. Joining me right now is the president and CEO of Goya Foods, Bob Unanwe. Bob, it's good to see you. Thanks very much for being here. Assess the situation. How do you see inflation today? Good to see you, Maria. We are on the precipice of a global food crisis. God created humanity. Humanity has created every way to destroy itself from nuclear, biological, chemical. But now we've waged a war. We've weaponized food. In the Ukraine, between the Ukraine and Russia, they represent 50% of the world's production of fertilizer. 30% wheat, 20% corn, 2.5 million acres of sunflowers, other uh, food and and minerals. They also have sand for fracking, sand for glass. And, you know, they they have, with Russia's doing with the land bridge, they're also cutting off the Ukraine to the sea. They've taken Mariupol pretty much. Odessa is left. If they cut off Odessa, then they basically landlock the Ukraine and they can't export. They can't either plant. Uh, right now, we're in the planting season in southeast Ukraine, where all these products are grown, they've attacked irrigation systems, they've attacked uh, train systems, and they've sent millions of women and children into exile. But let me say that we have provoked, in a way, this war by showing an incredible uh, weakness around the globe and lack of resolve to protect the women, children, and the innocent. It started in wow. Afghanistan. When when we left women and children behind, <laughs> usually women and children go first. We left them behind, and now they've sent yeah. millions of women into exile. If the United States, the greatest country on earth, doesn't stand up for the defenseless, who will? We will lose this country yeah. unless we love and build versus hate and destroy. This, we've given the green light around the world 
for people to abuse right. and exploit women and children. We've given that green light by showing well, our weakness. Shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> her her little interjections are kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, no, he, he's saying the quiet part out loud, can't say it. It's going all out. We are not the aggressors, we're the saviors. He he was all over the place, to me. It seemed like he was he was talking about, she asked about food, he goes, he starts off strong, we're going to have a food crisis, guaranteed. Because of weaponized like, food. Weaponized food, he goes into that rant, weaponized food, and then he goes from that to Afghanistan. <laughs> he talks about us pulling out of Afghanistan. He just goes from one thing to the next. And uh, I thought he was ripping, dude. I thought he went on full schizo. I was very impressed. I thought it was very interesting to see this guy uh, kind of spurg out a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and bloom. You bloomed into a beautiful uh, creature if you play uh, Let Them Eat Cake. Close it out. Uh, Well, Bob, I I understand everything that you're saying, and the Afghanistan debacle really triggered so many bad outcomes uh, from, uh, you know, across from our adversaries across the world. But what I'm really trying to understand is what's going on with the price of food. We're looking at double-digit increases in terms of the price. You are bringing into this conversation a much (laughs) bigger issue and a potential food shortage crisis. Are you talking about a food shortage crisis where Americans are not going to have access to food, never mind paying up in the double digits for the price of food? America will say, let them eat cake because we have abundance. <laughs> We're the biggest consumers in the world. The countries that will suffer are the innocent ones in Africa and around the globe. We are the biggest consumers of drugs, of trafficking, of, of everything. We're gluttonous. We're going to have to tighten oh, really? our belt and consume left. Less. We've gone from oil... De- I hope we can make rent this week. Independence to oil dependence. We've given up that position to bu- to have yeah. our oil at cost and to buy it retail and then ship it. Our shipping, when we bring in stuff from, let's say, Thailand, coconut water, we're paying 10 times the freight we usually take. Yeah. Now, we have oil in our coconuts. land and in a pipe with zero transportation, zero ecological disasters. Yeah. And we got to ship it in a boat, and 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 put uh, the econ the uh, the the world in jeopardy if a, the, if a, if a, put the economy in the boat if a ship is bombed or <laughs> goes aground or, or whatever. So we've gone from oil independence to be dependent. We're dependent now on everybody yeah. else. We're the greatest nation yeah. on well, earth. We've been as, dependent yeah. on nobody. Opposed, yeah. we've given that up. We've given to, that up. Yeah, as opposed to having the product in a pipeline. Under the sea, I, I understand the, the analogy and the comparison but, that you're making, Bob. Let me get let me get your take on this because I, I get what you're but saying. But the cost it is of a that, very, Maria. very frightening notion. The cost. What are you seeing in terms of the cost? And do you think that things are going to get worse? So you're sitting there at Goya. The, you are at a front row seat. Do you think these prices go even higher later on this year? Let's start there. The biggest component in, in food and anything is, is transportation. The transportation has gone, has skyrocketed because we've given up our independence. But, you know, when you have an unbalance in the food production, in 2008, the price of grains tripled. Why? Because we were planting corn for ethanol instead of 
uh, rice and grains and, and, and other things. You know, the amount of sugar in That's corn to produce ethanol is, takes three gallons of fuel to make five gallons of ethanol. Whereas if you're not using sugar cane, which is much more higher sugar content. So, you know, but when you have an imbalance in the world production, 50% of fertilizer, that's, the farmers are paying double for fertilizer. They're planting yeah. less. The yields yeah. are going to be less. Their costs are going to go up. You know, with 30% of the, the world's uh, wheat production, if that goes unplanted in the Ukraine and yeah. corn and other things, that, we you know, we, our world is very, uh, it's, it's on, it's a very tight balance and if we interrupt sure. the food production, we will have a food crisis. Prices will go through the roof. We can afford it as a rich country. We're so abundant. But other countries, unfortunately, will not. And we will be the last ones affected. But like Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake. Wow. About <laughs> covers it all. <laughs> yeah, man. That guy is a running back. He's just going for it. Uh, yeah, I wanted to show him in his full glory. Deserved it. The, the the CEO of Goya, the largest Hispanic food company in the United States. Him uh, and Elon Musk and that one dude from China. Um, is he the guy uh, that Ma? was? Yeah, Jack Ma? they should team up together for like a super group. <laughs> yeah, they could. Dude, think about that. They could get a lot done. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure though they killed Jack Ma and they've got a clone there now. Mm. That's quite possible. Quite probable. Did, quite probable. He did disappear for a bit during the lockdown era. Yeah. Uh oh, poor old Jack Ma. They they had uh, as an aside, they had this Cargyle, which we've talked about in the past, and uh Texas Slim has talked about. Uh is uh, one of the largest uh just general agriculture, agricultural companies in the world. They they do it all: seeds, uh, factory farms, equipment. I think. I mean, I, I could be talking at my ass on this, but they're just so massive. Um, and they've been around forever and ever, and they're really uh, integral in the in just the American industry in general. And they had a little exercise. Uh, this is back in 2015, food chain reaction exercise called the Hunger Games. And they had 65 international pol- policymakers, academics, business, and thought leaders. They gathered them at a World Wildlife Fund's headquarters in Washington, D.C. Hey, <laughs> WWF. That's kind of an interesting. Uh, it was all ran by eugenicists. It was started by yeah. fucking, uh, not Aldous, but his brother. Um, I think it started with the J. Julian Huxley. Julian Huxley. Ooh, I gotta, that's, that's a good note to make. Mm-hmm. Good connection to make. Good call, Booberry. Uh, I'm gonna write that down. Um, but, uh, this, this organization, they got these guys together and for a couple of days they did, uh, war games. They did war games with food crises. And uh, they had different staging areas across the world. They had crises in places like Bangladesh and uh, Myanmar and um, Africa and the Middle East. And, uh, you know, they they came to a a very important conclusion. Can you guess what the conclusion they came to was? I'm not sure. 
You know how we're going to save the world? Mm, by not driving cars? No. By taxing people. Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> Meat tax. And, uh, oh, God, we're going to tax uh, carbon tax. Definitely carbon tax. So much taxing, dude. It That's was easy. What these, it was so easy. All these economists that were hanging out there, you know, they were they were drinking their coffees and they were doing blow and they were blowing each other and they were like, how can we wrap this up so we can go back home? What if we just tax everybody? Oh, perfect. The numbers work. It all works. Congratulations. We figured it. We saved the world, boys. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We made the world a better place. Congratulations. Let's all go home. Uh, anyway, great. Cool. Good for them. That uh, whole part uh, of the you know the article that Cargill actually put on their website has been deleted from their website, but somebody had the good grace to archive it, and that archived uh, article can be found in the show notes, zososcorner.substack.com, episode 100. Oh, that's good. Uh, my final point tonight, another Clinton death. Another death in the Clinton uh, body count. Another, become known. another suicide by chance? It is a suicide. Oh, wow. How did you know? Hey, just a lucky guess, man. Very good. Very Ooh, good. Make a rare photo with Bill Clinton and fucking Epstein here in the Sun article that you linked. That's correct. This gentleman, whose name is Mark Middleton, he is an Arkansas native, and he uh, was, as I have understood it, um, just there with Bill Clinton during his early days, and he was kind of a, a powerful guy. He he ran a, uh, a very large uh, HVAC company, an air conditioning company, Um. I, I imagine just from researching this guy, it seems like he was just one of the major construction uh, subcontractors. Like he probably provided HVAC services to all of the major commercial spaces in the Arkansas area or whatever. And so he happened to be just this guy who seemed like he was like a very ambitious guy and um, kind of an intense guy. <laughs> so it seems I know guys like this. And uh, during his time with Clinton, he reportedly invited uh, none other than Jeffrey Epstein to the White House at least seven times. <laughs> Epstein visited the White House, the Clinton White House, 17 times. Oh, so, God. <laughs> so... Uh, this guy was involved in that sort of situation, but Epstein and Clinton definitely had their own um, independent relationship. And Middleton also has ties to the uh, the Lolita Express, Epstein's plane. So uh, this guy, according to a certain source, and I kind of left this for end of the road, second, second half, because there isn't as much substantial evidence to this as I would like. But... We do have a source, a news source that uh, claims to have gotten an email from Perry County Sheriff Scott Montgomery, who has clarified something that if you look this up, the man is definitely 
you know, he's in the obituaries and he was a real guy and you can look him up. Um, but there isn't a lot of detail as to how he died, but it's become pretty well known that he, he died, uh, as Sheriff Scott Montgomery describes now. He says, and I quote, he died from a self-inflicted shotgun wound to the chest. Wow. He found a tree. Yeah. How about that? He gets weirder though. He found a tree. He pulled a table over there. He got on the table and he took an extension cord and he put it around a limb of the tree and he put it around his neck and he shot himself in the chest with a shotgun. Sounds thorough. <laughs> a little complicated, don't you think? Oh my God. Uh, he, he goes on and I quote, this is Sheriff Scott Montgomery, who I have linked his, uh, his I got sheriff profile in the notes. You can go there and find it in the outlet that it's quoted in. He says, It was very evident that the shotgun worked because there was not a lot of blood or anything on the scene. You can tell the shotgun blast was on his chest. You can tell that because there is a hole in the chest and pellets came out uh, the back of his back. It was definitely self-inflicted in our opinion. Uh, Investigators are still trying to determine why Middleton trespassed on a 1,200-acre ground of the Heifer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas. Uh, It's a farm run by Heifer International, whose headquarters is on the same parcel of land partially owned by the Clinton Presidential Center in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's a little spooky. It just seems a little too on the nose to me, but uh, yeah. There's a if it were a a nasty little engagement, then they'd be sending a message, and if uh, you know they get away with it, then the message is even more clearly sent. You know. Well, isn't this like number sixty? There's some crazy high number oh, of suspicious dude, suicides that have just. I feel circled. like it was like forty in two thousand. In the year two thousand, the list was at forty. And there's only just been more and more and more since, you know, every year it's insane. Like it's, it's, it's a statistical anomaly. How many people do you know who have committed suicide? A hundred? No, just the one. (laughs) Not a hundred. I'd start to, I'd start to take it a little personally at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Am I the problem? Is it me? (laughs) Is it me? You look in the mirror. No, no way. It's the kids who are wrong. Uh, yeah. So this is another guy to add to the, uh, to the body count. Uh, Mark Middleton, Epstein associate and early Clinton buddy. And, uh, in the, in the circles that I roll, you know, we, we, we like to believe that these guys are kind of set up to be who they end up being later in life. You don't become president now without being picked. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be, you know, right guy, right time, right spot, right coffin that you jacked in, you know. Yeah, with your dad standing there. You know, a lot of people jack in the coffin, but only one of them gets to be the, you know, whatever. And uh, that's kind of just the the case, you know. I mean, when you look at these guys, their profiles—they're all like Boy Scouts in in the uh, satanic deep state. Circles, you know, they go through all that 
and they're they're like the the flying golden boys of those evil organizations, and they get to be the guys. Lo and behold, and then there's also a mix, of course, of the dark money situation, the the uh, Bill Gateses and the Koch brothers of the world who uh, like to influence uh, higher education, and we've talked about that in the past. How you get them young, and that's that's really the name of the game. You set them up get them young and then you know once they're at a certain age they owe you and uh yeah, make sure they go to an ivy league school yeah yeah i mean Rhodes scholars mm-hmm. uh georgetown perhaps a jesuit Harvard, high school jesuit education you know whatever it's if you go to these places you join the, the special sororities uh all of that is uh it's just part of it man but really, it goes even further back. I mean, really, it's it's families and bloodlines, and all of these guys are all like second cousins. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, in, in in a surprising amount of cases, it it really is uh, astounding. Every, they're all descended from Charlemagne. It's all very it's all very bizarre. But yes, uh, R.I.P. Mark Middleton. Uh, I'm, it's sad. It's sad when these things happen. One thing I learned of all of this, this is all close out my my whole sh- shindig. I don't know if you knew this, Booberry. Rob Schneider, you know, the carrot. Is a boss. His Twitter page is quite based. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's up there in, like, uh, Jim Brewer League. He, I, that's a good comparison. I like that comparison. Mm-hmm. He, I didn't expect it. I went to his thing, and I looked through, and I was like, Jesus, this guy is like, he's going for it. He's doing, he's talking about all the shit that like we talk about. He's like, he's, he's at the behind the schemes level of, of, uh, of going at it, man. I love it. It's great. You look through this whole thing. It's like one thing will be about promoting and the rest of it will be like, did you know that the Clintons murdered this guy? It's fucking (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And he had a great little bit about the, the, the chicken, the big chicken fire. Didn't expect it. We should get him on the show. <laughs> that would be so awesome. And uh, we should try. Ooh, poor guy's listing some of my favorite uh, guys in the chat here, Asimov. But yes. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you have any interest in opening up uh, phone lines again for tonight? Or do you Surely. To... Okay, cool. If If you'd like to, yeah. And the phone lines are back open. Feel free to call up that number, 612-263-7999. Perhaps you're looking to start a little chicken fire yourself tonight. Yeah. Maybe you want to burn 200,000 eggs tonight. Mm. Oh, my. You know what I mean? (laughs) What came first? (laughs) The chicken or the Molotov? <laughs> Both at the same time. Oh boy! Uh, well, oh boy. in the meantime, I can hit you with a scream. Uh, what's up? We got the. We got to give them this number. If if people want to call in, they got to call in at six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. We told you who was behind the schemes. But you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it 
on the show. 612263 Hello, caller. You're on the air. Caller. Hello. Oh my goodness. Who's a got him? Who's a big one? That was a juicy one. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh god. It's a rip roaring good time. Was that a goat noise? Good, good time. <laughs> that is very satany. I'm glad the caller got that out. Yes. It sounded like it needed to get out. Mm-hmm. I uh we we gotta hit the disco. Can you hear me with the disco version? Of what? Disco of uh of the of the you know the the phone number jingle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I can do that. Uh, where did I put it at? It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta get those sexy numbers in there. I have one sitting here. I'm not sure if I played this one or not. <laughs> no, they go to the We got gutted. Hello, caller. You're connected to behind the schemes. How do you feel about goats? I'm for them. Your forum, all right. Four the goats. There's four goats. We have a four goat. Good. Thank you, thank you, caller. You're now added to the list. You're on the Great. list. I knew that's what you wanted. We're all on lists <laughs> no around idea here. What we, I'm doing. we all have lists. We're all. It's all good lists, man. We're, we're, we're. It's okay. If you ain't on a list, you ain't doing it right. Yeah, you're not having fun. No, I don't want. I don't really want to be on a list. What would you like to be on right now? Uh, mushrooms. Oh. Uh, yes, the ambrosia of the gods. Of course. Mm. Now, how would you feel about stripping naked, rubbing mushroom paste all over your body, and then slaughtering goats? Is that something you could be interested in? No. Okay. I'd rather eat mushrooms and then eat goats. Oh. Yeah, that would be the more uh, pragmatic route. A little more civilized. Because <laughs> goat probably yeah. tastes good as shit on mushrooms, man. You do some mushrooms, you eat some fresh goat. That's living. I guess. I don't think I've ever eaten on mushrooms. Oh. Oh, that's great. If you got a good that's- mushroom high gun, you know, it, it really gets things going. Well, I guess toots their own. I can imagine the nausea having something to say about it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you have a good one, you can have bad ones. Well, there's no nausea if you're doing it right. Mm. Right, right. And uh, allegedly it's the teas that help with that, right? To kind of help uh, curtail the nausea? No, you just take a little bit more and the nausea just doesn't happen. 
Oh, hell yeah. Breakthrough trip. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> you commit. That's called commitment. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, good for you. You know, you just do a little, t- just do a little nip. And then if you want more, you do more. It's easier to start small and mm. go big, you know, just, just take it easy. No, I just, I just do the whole bag. And that, yeah. Well, that works too. This is a mogwai. You hold on to the chair handles. <laughs> and where are you calling from tonight, caller? San Francisco. Oh, the barrage. Uh, I was trying to um, watch What is a Woman on Daily Wire, but I couldn't make it happen. And then all of a sudden, the No Agenda, you know, uh, stream just happened. And I was like, oh, what are these guys talking about? And then I threw a phone yeah. number out there. I was like, oh, let me call it. Very cool. <laughs> Very legal. We can dig that. Easy peasy. <laughs> it's so fucking easy. <laughs> easy shit Isn't in the it? world. That's part of the fun. It's easy. Yeah, no agenda stream is great for discovery and fucking just getting out there. And it's, uh, it's. I think I've been listening to you guys for, uh, what, about 20 minutes now? Half hour, maybe? Oh, super fresh. You at the bar or are you no, just, are you at home or? I'm home, just sitting in the backyard. Ooh. Oh, man, nice. there you go. Nice night out there. You guys just, What's that? Nice night out Fucking there. SF's had a legendary streak lately. Live by the ocean. It's foggy. Yeah. It's foggy. Oh wow! Out Sunset Way, it gets gets rough out there. <laughs> Fucking hey, I'm not I'm not too far. I'm uh, I'm over in the East Bay, Bay Area. Nice. Represent. Nice. You know, I haven't done any meetups or anything, but. Either way, this is random and weird and fun. <laughs> hey, man. That's the name of the game. <laughs> we have to do it. <laughs> is that funny? That's pretty funny. Oh, man. Hey, roll into an SF meetup, dude. We get down out there. Just joints and beers all day. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah well, you yep. guys were uh, on a good thread there. Oh, with the, with the food fires? Hell yeah. Do you remember what episode it was when we covered it last? I don't no, remember exactly. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, I don't know how much validity there is to, like, oh, they're burning shit down on purpose. But, you know, it it, it is kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just a, it's a numbers thing. Why are the numbers so high? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, some people say that, well, that shit happens all the time. But, you know, the way the world is now, who knows? Doesn't happen that much. Is that on purpose? Is it not on purpose? Who knows? Yeah. It all happens under directives, man. You know, there are enough psychos that pay attention to it where you really do get every now and again some good, hard insight. I don't know if you can say it's psychos. I mean, it's just observant people, right? Yeah, you know. I I mean, it's just that all these things are happening. Hmm. 
It's it's very it, interesting that this is happening. Right. Why is this happening? Does it always happen? You know? And over the last two years, you have to say, well, is this always happening? <laughs> or is it just I, now? <laughs> I, can, I can throw out another... It's not even a counter-argument, but it's it's one of those when you become aware of something, the more it appears to be happening. But, I mean, obviously, within the past three years, it's tripled in the number of fires mm. and, and just weirdness. Um, yep. Not to yep. mention just the cost of diesel for transportation and you know, or all just, the... Or just people's just general... Um, ability to not notice faults in humanity, you know, like, Oh, you yeah. can't do that. But nobody will say you can't do that. Right. You walk down the street and they're like, you can't do that. <laughs> but nobody's going to actually say, dude, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Because no one's going to stop who you. Knows? Yeah, uh, you unless you're, unless your mask is underneath your of your, your nose. Uh, well, I, I never did the mask thing. And I could tell you for two years of walking the same route every morning, people look at you like, Ugh, it's gross in San Francisco. It's fucking gross. Oh, Start I saw you over there. Language. Yeah. And and now. We're a late night show. You can cuss as much as you want. <laughs> we encourage it. Now, <laughs> yeah. now nobody wears a mask. Unless you're Chinese or Asian or whatever. Um, well, they did it before. That, yeah, exactly. And, and But, you know, two years of the same route, same people walking every morning. It's really interesting to see people who, like, why? What changed? What changed for you? You know, you're walking outside next to the beach. 40 knots of wind, sun, like, what changed? Now, now, now you're not wearing it? Okay. You know, I wasn't wearing mm-hmm. it two years ago. And you looked at me like I was a dick. And now you're waving at me. So, I don't really get it. But It's the just do it mentality that, that I hate. Yeah, so and it's all you, about just do it. Just do if, it. You, if you don't, you're part of the problem. Okay. Mm. You're just well, a dick. To me, Why wouldn't you do it? To me, too. It's, uh, and the people who still do it, I mean, because in general, everybody, it's off for everybody in San Francisco. Yeah, sure. Everyone's and over the it. The thing just about. shocking to me is the people who still do it. And it's like, oh, you just don't want to be a Republican. And, or, you know, you don't, you, you just, it, that's the only thing I can think of. Mm. Because there's, there's no, really no other reason. I mean, because nobody else is. But if you go to Berkeley or, uh, you know, wherever, um, everybody is. And then you go south, San Jose, nobody, you know. It, mm-hmm. it, it's very it, it's very interesting. It, the mask thing has always been really strange to me. Like how people take it up or don't take it up or whatever. You know, the grocery store, you know, some people always do some cashiers do now some some never did you know it's 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 very there's a, the help connotation now with like only the help wear masks sort of thing mm. uh yeah 
I would. And that's always that my wife really ragged on that. She's like, I hate going to a restaurant and, uh, you know, we're not vaccinated. So we never played the game. So we never went to restaurants because we couldn't. And then when we could, it was like, oh, but the staff still does. Like, mm-hmm. hmm, that's that's weird. But now you're starting to see staff doesn't. Some do, you know, and it's like, mm, okay, it's interesting. But there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. None. There's no hard. Other than a visual confirmation of look at uh-huh. me, I'm yeah, doing I'm this. I'm playing the game. You're not, you know, and and yeah. there are people, in my opinion, that that go, oh you're not playing the game, you know, and other people who don't give a shit. I think most people who don't wear masks don't give a shit. But I do notice that when you walk past people on sidewalks now, almost all of them hold their breath when they walk past you. That's why you got to slow down, you know, just like really (laughs) soak up that time that you're intruding in. (laughs) I I smoke cigarettes so they, so that, you know, it annoys them extra. (laughs) <laughs> mm. hell yeah oh man san francisco hates smokers too <laughs> oh, is, is it one of, is it one of those where you can't smoke 50 feet in front of the door but then there's a door every five feet so the 50 feet yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah yeah i don't even care it's a somehow <laughs> weed is more accepted than tobacco it's it's a very oh, you bizarre. Can stand in a door and smoke weed and nobody cares and yep. <laughs> pull a cigarette out and it's like <gasps> oh no <laughs> Who's this guy? He must be a Republican. Who's this asshole? Uh, <laughs> oh, this no. fucking guy. I'm a, I, I'm one of those people that are avoiding COVID with cigarettes. <laughs> that's that's medical advice, not our medical advice, but that is medical advice. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm well informed that that's true, which is why I haven't quit yet. <laughs> I too have heard that as well. <laughs> we will continue to self-medicate as required. Yes, yes. Until COVID's gone, I will not quit smoking. <laughs> the healing will continue until morale improves. Cigarettes oh will keep yeah. going. <laughs> well, color. I think. Uh, I think at this point we might be able to squeeze one last call in if it's on the shorter side, but uh, we greatly appreciate you calling us up and uh, tuning into the No Agenda stream when and where you did. Very fortuitous and I'm absolutely surprised that this any of this happened. <laughs> hey, it's six six six, man. We're just Anything as surprised. <laughs> there was a lot of goat sacrifice tonight. There was some weird shit going down. We've killed many, many well, goats tonight. Yes. Let's be careful. <laughs> yes, thankfully, thankfully, we got people here mindful of the issue at hand. Got to stop with all that <laughs> yeah. blood. Yeah, we got blood, so- blood soakers. We're good to go. <laughs> Hell all yeah. All right, boys, have a good night. You too. Take care of yourself. <laughs> you too. Salutations. All right, bye. All right, I think we got uh, time for one more, and then... Uh, Here's a short five-second scream mail. Happy 100, bitches! Bitches! <laughs> you haven't Great even scream. seen my full power. This is not even Cut. my final form.
<laughs> He's thinking to himself, why would you scream at a man before throwing him out of a plane? <laughs> <laughs> but then again, mother never loved me. <laughs> I don't know where that's going. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. It ended where it needed to end. It was great. Yes. Mother never loved me. And I, who doesn't love a nice little berries and cream, uh, you know, lad? Mm. Voice. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, should we hit him with the number? You got a you got a number jingle? I got a number jingle, but uh, oh I don't goodness. think we'll need it. We don't need it. Hello, caller. You're connected to the air. Caller, your radio. Turn it up. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Mithras breathed life into the clay, and thus man was born. <laughs> Little clay people in the breath of life. Little clay people. The clay man cometh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Day, people. Thank I, uh, you, caller. Yes, I can thank feel you. the hot heat of that one. Thank you, caller. Oh, oh, oh my. my goodness. Uh, I. What are you thinking? Um, time to wrap it down for, or wrap it up, I should say, for tonight. Yeah, that'd probably be the responsible thing to do. Oh, very well, very well. Well, thank you, everybody, for hanging hanging out for this uh, monumentous episode, episode 100 of Behind the Schemes. Be sure to tune in next week, same time, same place, same stream. Yes, it's been an abject pleasure. We are live every Monday night uh, at uh, about uh, 7.30 Pacific, (laughs) 9.30 Central, and 10.30 Eastern. So many shows going on, so many schedules to keep track of. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been quite a ride. Yes. And thank you again to, uh, Sir Bemrose for letting us take over the no agenda stream every Monday night simultaneously. Very legal. Yes. Yes. It's, it's been great mm. to, <laughs> to get cool callers coming in from all across the no agenda nation. Yes. Lots of weird and, people uh, out there. I like it. And the, <laughs> oh yeah. There's no shortage. <laughs> It's a beautiful world out there, and uh, we've got all the great producers and everybody who's sending in stuff and people in the chat. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's, it's, it's great. Yes. Thank Don't you. Less. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, yeah. Classic. Boot him up, bro. <laughs> You like robot, you get robot. I am the robot now. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Uh, be sure to tune in next Sunday for a Behind the Schemes Post No Agenda special. Oh, that's right. Uh, Boo Bear is going to be on with Dave Jones. Of podcasting 2.0 fame, which he hosts with Adam Curry, the podfather himself. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, Blueberry will be with DJ. 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very legal. Exactly what it's gonna be like. You know what else it's gonna be like? That is very Satan-y. Be a good time. We got some we're fun stuff. See, we're gonna see Blueberry jostle this man's uh, sensibilities, <laughs> sensitivities. <laughs> <laughs> It should be pretty interesting. He's going to be what they call a vibe check machine. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be high. I smell Celtic shenanigans. I'm a rock. (laughs) It man. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 100. Yeah, get you that. Episode 101. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Thank you, Lavish, for hanging out for uh, all of these episodes, man. It's been a Oh. It's you 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 brought it to what it had to be. Oh, stop. It's it's been great. We've had a great time. Hell yeah. To to, to 5 million more. Or should I say more billion? And if I could count that high, I would be even more excited. But until I learn some math, I've been Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. My boy. And uh, all the way from this strange bereft coast, I have been lavish. Stay safe with Jesus, yo. Do you fuck to the... In the scheme of things, this is the time before Golden Age. The Tree of Liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the boosts of punks and magicians. Hi, I'm Dan Gehring, and I think I might slaughter a goat. Oh, God. That is very Satan-y. This is... Behind the schemes, the esoterica of your dreams. <laughs> hey, Larry, dig that chick. Huh, she's groovy. Hey, man, are you ready for that spade? Wow, he's groovy. All spades are groovy. Dig that chick. She's groovy. Yeah, she's groovy. Right. Hey, Dig that. She's not groovy. Mm-hmm. Peace, baby. You talking to me, man? Sure, baby. Come on over here. I want to do a thing with you. You uh, want a roofer? No, man. Reaper? Forget it. Reaper? Where's your miniskirt? I forgot it! Oh, I knew I should have lady, don't get up tight. Come over here in the light so we can check your body paint. Mm. <laughs> Faded San Francisco Art Nouveau. Sure, she must be an oldie. Are you holding? Natch! Jackson, of course I'm holding. I got it right. Oh, you took my stash from me. This is a frame-up. Dig, Larry. Aspirin. Let's do her a favor. Phone her in. I tell you, I took all the uppers. You want to hear me rap? I saw the best minds of my generation. Put her in the car. Out of sight. Put her into Dr. Benway. Goldie but Goldie City, Benway here. Hey, Doc, got one for regrooving. Be right in. Groovy. <laughs>